It's the Tillcast, episode 366. Squeak! And this week, guys, we talk Battletech, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and we go over some Anthem news. Stay tuned. Eight pounds of liquid love. And we're Yeah! Hey, you know what just happened today? Yo. Game of the year went up. Oh, it did. In a double posting. About time. I mean, yay. <laughs> hey. <laughs> on February 2nd, we re- released our game of the year 2018. <laughs> yay. It's only one twelfth of the year into it. Yeah. Actually, all right. it's February 1st, sir. Oh, it is? Oh, it's 2019. Don't fucking. At 9 p.m. Don't, for, uh, don't go for forward us in back time. on track there, Gandalf. Yeah, don't go for Fucking Gandalf, seriously? I mean, he's got the... I don't know where I came up with that. Fucking, His beard's looking thicker because know. he's bald, and you are... No. I am Jason. He's Kratos. I am Rusty. I'm Noss, and we're back. Boy. Another episode yes. of the Tillcast, and for the uninitiated, we're going to talk about some bullshit. Boy. Bullshit. And we're back We're back in rare form because we do not have to just dive into a shitload of games. We are back to just goofing off and having fun. Boy. Boy. So... <laughs> Thank <laughs> the baby Jesus. Yes, finally. Oh my God, I I'm, I like doing the episode. I look forward to it every year. I do not look forward to the grind. The game of the year episodes are really rough. Like it was like this is the most structured that we've had all in, year in about twelve months. Yeah, all <laughs> Since year. The last one, like, and it only okay. gets more structured every time. And we have to go through and have to do the math and set up freaking spreadsheets and script things and yada yada yada. And guess what? Wow. Well, and Not scripted. In all fairness, I'm the one who started spreadsheeting that shit. That's fine. I mean, and, and we needed to have, uh, I mean, previous game of the years were more like more of an informal agreement. You know, hey, this true. was all right, but we didn't have a, a a good system. Now we have a good system that's powered by Excel. Yeah, yeah because that's what I do for a living. Sadness. More so than both Sad. of us. Um, you I, are faster than I am for sure. Eh, well. I live half. I live half my work life in Excel. I do sometimes. I've been analyzing impact to my workplace quite often, and I'm not going to dig into that. I'm going to get some stuff that was really crazy out of the way first, so we can jump into something fun. It. And I will try to make this as lighthearted as possible because I was in a weird spot this week. Oh, yeah. Um. So my dog, the mm-hmm. Zoe, the Zoe, the the the, Zoe the, the, the Zoe beast, the unofficial uh, pet of uh, Tillcast, the mascot, likes all the pets. Yes, um, she, I have. She is a bit of a fiend for chocolate. It's a terrible thing to have. And Most and I will just say that do. Zoe is still with us. Okay, but I have. Typically put chocolate on one side of the top of my fridge in a place that is normally inaccessible. And I bought a bunch of 100% cacao oh God. dark Hershey's chocolate powder. Now, oh thankfully, God. not a huge can, but a eight-ounce can. And I put it in about the middle because I wasn't thinking. I got it, and then I was going to make these, like, low-carb fat bombs with it. Right. And I just put it way up there, and I was like, yeah, she won't even smell it. Or it's sealed still. Like, we're not going to have to worry about it. She hasn't touched the other container that's almost empty of regular chocolate that's on the far side of the fridge. She's not going to mess with this. Um, Not even, like, two or three days later, I come home Tuesday this week. And she has this look on her face like, I fucked up. 
uh-huh. and her whole face is brown. Oh, God. And then I was like, what did you do? And, like, I'm just thinking the worst thing. I was like, did she dig into something? Did she clean it? No. I go out, and she brings everything that she gets into into the middle of the living room right next to my chair. Oh, no. And there's this huge brown patch on the ground. And there is chocolate powder everywhere. Oh, no. And that is, it looks like she took her teeth and sank them into the top of the lid and then ripped it off, took all the foil, and then peeled it off. Like, it did not look like it was hardly even punctured. She pulled that off. And then she had, I don't, she didn't eat all of it, obviously, but right. about half of it was gone. And there was, it was still standing upright in the middle of that mess, along with some already some puke and some other things. It was like, oh, fuck. no. I got really sad. I was like, you're going to die. I, d- <laughs> I just looked at her and I was like, you're probably going to die. I don't even know what to think about this. I was really bummed. And I was like, what's the first thing I need to do? I need to not overreact. So right. took a few deep breaths, and then I, and I called my mom real quick, and I was like, hey, Zoe got into chocolate, lots of it. She's like, what kind? It's like 100% dark chocolate powder, like the worst stuff. I was like, I already looked it up in the, this is how much it takes to kill a dog poison index, and it's like double. It's enough to kill a 90-pound dog. Oh, she's wow. gotten into about, and I, it looks, looks like she's thrown some up, uh-huh. but there's about five ounces missing from here. Oh, my. And it's all over the carpet. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. What am I going to do? So she gives me the number to her vet. And right. she, she takes her pampered ass dogs to this one vet that's not that far from me. So I called him up and I told him what's going on. He's like, so there's some that's been thrown up. I was like, yeah. He's like, I can give your dog some activated charcoal. He's like, do you know how long it's been? I was like, I usually get home at 630-ish. And it looks like it's probably, I was like, I have no idea. He's like, then you don't know if she's going to throw it up or not. She's like, try to get her to throw up. Um, you're going to up some, like, put some peroxide and mix it with something she likes to eat. And it's like a tablespoon per 10 pounds. <laughs> it's like, if she starts to get, um, seizures that we're open 24 hours, there'll be somebody on staff that can give her activated charcoal. He's like, literally the only thing I'm going to do is make her throw up. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to give her activated charcoal if she doesn't throw up enough. And then we're going to leave her here overnight and you're going to have the biggest chocolate bill ever. He's like, so <laughs> we're going to wait till the point where I can still save her. And he's like, if she gets the seizures, we know that she's got a lethal dose still in her and she's going to die. Um, and we'll try the, the charcoal. And if we want to save her, that's what we're going to try. I was like, okay. So he's like, so we're open 24 hours. I was like, yeah, it's 10 minutes from my house. Right. Um, I'm, I understand. He's like, he's trying to be logical with me. Right. And he's a farm. He's like a farm vet. So he's by, you know, where I live by a, a rural area. Right. And so he deals with all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, it's terrible. So I was really upset, and I. he told me to take the dog on a walk after I gave her the peroxide. Uh-huh. So I put a bunch of dog treats in a bowl, and I put the amount of peroxide he told me to in the bowl with the treats. And then I, she ate it, and then I took her out to activate her. So I went to go activate the dog. Of course, she's got, what is it, thermobarine or something like that that's in chocolate. Uh-huh. Uh, makes them very hyper because it's that plus some of the caffeine that's naturally in it. So she is running around like crazy outside. And about 10 minutes later, she starts yakking her guts out outside. And I was walking around this little cul-de-sac that I live in. And she is just yakking all over the street. And I was like, well, this is good. <laughs> this right? is good. Yeah. This is what I want. So she yaks her guts up, and there it looks like there's something brown there. And I was like, okay, this is what I wanted. He had recommended that I try to give her something to eat. It's like either she throws it up or it starts to dilute some of the poison. Right. 
So she seemed hungry. So I was like, all right, let's go get you something to eat. And I gave her the the stupid pricey-ass dog food I buy for my damn dog. Um, that's like $10 for like a pound and a half, it feels like. <laughs> she uh, She scarfed it up, drank a whole bunch of water. And then she just like laid on the ground and just breathed heavy. And she's like, I'm done. And so I just sat there with the dog, like petting the dog. Right. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I was like, I'm going to have to keep making her throw up. So I decided, I didn't give her more peroxide, but I decided I was going to try to monitor the dog. So I set up camp. I let the dog climb up into bed with me. I was like, if she barfs, she barfs. Um, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I set an alarm, a recurring alarm for every hour for eight hours. And I was snoozing, and then I was waking up about every 30 minutes outside of the alarm. And then I'd snooze, and then the way the alarm works on mine is it will redo it every 15 minutes. Right. So I was literally waking up about, I knew, in my head, because I was in such a tired state, wake up 30 minutes, take the dog outside, walk her around for a little bit, make her poop, give her some more water, and then, you know, rinse, repeat, literally. Um, a couple of times that I had to rinse her off because she was so gnarly. Oh, man. So I set a towel up there, and I just waited for dear life. Hope my dog didn't die. Um, she seemed much better the next day. Yeah. Um, and I was feeling bad. Like, she normally is, you know how energetic my dog is. Yeah. Like, she normally, like, runs and does a flying doggy leap to get up there and, like, get extra pets. And she right. was, like, crashing. <laughs> yeah, she just couldn't get her legs from underneath her. I was like, this is bad. Oh, man. But I was feeling really bad, so I got to work a little bit late. Um, I was like, I don't know if there's anything else I can do. It's like, I'm going to check on her, though. And I told the people that work with me, like, hey, what's this is what's going on. I feel like shit. I'm here. I'm going to take a long lunch, and I'm going to go check on my dog in a few hours. So I came back here three hours later, checked on the dog. She still seemed all right. Um, gave her some more water. Yeah. Let her eat a little bit of rice. She seemed to eat that just fine without tossing her cookies. Found a whole bunch more barf and cleaned all of that up. Um, she at least put it in a convenient location where it was easily mopped up. <laughs> there you go. Um, came back, and she seemed pretty peppy. I knew I had to wait 72 hours to make sure the full effect, so she dogpiled in there with me the next two nights, making sure that she was okay, so I didn't get much sleep the following night. Yeah. And then last night, she was so normally Zoe-like, like I feel good about her. Okay. And as okay. she was barking and being herself, since you guys are here, you can see that she has made a full recovery. Right. Yeah. But I was seriously scared for my crazy dog's life. I threw the chocolate away and, you know, right. what was left. And then I've got a little bit of chocolate left, so it's like in the top location of my pantry, away from where she would normally look for it. I'm just not taking any more chances. Yes. Or it's going to go and, like, I'm not going to even put it in the freezer. Like, I'm just not putting it in a place where she can conceive of getting it she's a freaking she's part goat you know that, she is she climbed all the way on top of my counter and put her front legs up there and had to have gotten part of the way on top of my fridge my fridge this is a 40 pound dog right that's on her hind leg standing up she's maybe gotta, five feet tall she's she loves chocolate for i don't know oh, what the fuck it is and like she's gotten pure she's, cocoa powder of of all things is the absolute worst. It's, I mean, if you've, <laughs> and I, <laughs> it's the absolute I, I most have, tasty. But I got a hundred percent dark for low carb. Right. That's why I had a hundred percent dark. And, and that's and that's the it's, I mean, it's good for low carb, but it's uh, it's not the tastiest thing. I mean, honestly, oh, I'm sure it had a, a strong enough smell that she smelled it through the foil. 
I was telling my girlfriend, she's like, you know, dogs can smell cocaine through several layers of plastic. Your dog can smell the chocolate. You, if you have chocolate in the house, so you put it way the fuck away from the dog. You're gonna have to you, like find a uh, find a cabinet. You know that tiny cabinet uh, above your stove. Oh, way, way, that, way in the back that you don't use for anything. Well, that's the cabinet. The cocoa. She has for whatever reason. She has never proved me wrong on this. The door. I have a. I don't live in a huge house, but it's a mud room. It's where the laundry room is. It's the room, the little bitty room separating the kitchen from the garage. Right. For whatever reason, she can't get in there, and that's where the pantry is. She just can't open that door for some reason. That's why I put the trash can back there and I leave the house. And you know what? That I would go one further. After everything this dog has done to try to get to the fucking chocolate, like, I don't, this is, so what I would do is I'd go I'd go into fucking like a Walmart or fucking someplace and I would get one of those uh those child latches and just put a fucking latch on whatever you're putting this stuff in. Like a child safety latch. Like treat her like a fucking toddler. <laughs> she kinda is sometimes. And uh and and I would have I would have done that long ago. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I was really sad that night. I was right. like, I don't want to lose this dog. Right. And, that, and that's, the... that's never a good feeling. I know. I know. But damn, it's like, yeah, it's treated like a fucking child. Just do it. Fucking cocoa. Like, st- straight up cocoa. Well, like, death by chocolate was definitely not what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, like, it boggles the fucking mind. Like, as a kid, I'm like, hey, I'm going to fucking, like, I'm going to go straight to the fucking source. Who needs fucking cake? Who needs to build this fucking shit? I just, I'm going straight to the fucking cocoa. I'm like, this has got to be good. It's like pure chocolate, right? <laughs> Grab myself a big fucking spoonful. Put that shit in my mouth. And I'm like. It's almost like the cinnamon challenge. Oh, God. This is the most terrible thing I've ever done in my life. What did I do wrong? <laughs> it is the raw so, flavor that enhances so many other things. Right. And it is like. Uh, so I was like, I was just like five or six or something like that. And I know that I had done something wrong because I can't, I ran through the freaking house and I've got like the spit heads kind of mixed with the chocolate. So I've got like this dark brown, like stain coming down my cheek and I'm running up to my mom, just crying. I remember this. I remember this because I remember a lot of my childhood. I run up to my mom and I'm just like, uh, she's like, what did you get into? And it's like, oh, God. And she's like, wash your mouth out. Oh, God. It was the worst. It was the absolute worst. It turned me off to chocolate for a year. Damn. I, I would not eat anything that was chocolate. If it was even some somewhat brown, I wouldn't touch it. And if you ever saw Rusty in the flesh, you'd realize. That's a long he time. He loves chocolate. That's a long time. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'll say something really good that happened this week, though. Um, so there's a local Chicago pizza place here called Salvestano's. Uh, yeah, yeah. They do deep dish. They also do traditional, I'd say just basic pizza, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do a low-carb variant. It is made with a cauliflower crust. They say has two carbs for the entire crust, for the whole pie. The problem is the pie is only nine inches across. Oh, well, yeah. It's a personal pizza. I'm sure it's probably about 2,000 calories um, because it is still very thick, and I you can make any pizza you want except for deep dish on it. It has to be a regular pizza. I picked that up last night. 
I thought I was going to go through half of it. I went through the entire thing because it is motherfucking sorcery. It is crispy. It is thin. It tastes like pizza crust. What? And it's pizza. Um, they don't put sugar in their sauce. Like it is pizza. It tastes like getting their mm-hmm. fucking thin crust pizza. And it's a cauliflower crust. And it is motherfucking sorcery. What? It is delicious. No. It is just Pizza. Oh God! Is just pizza. I'm going to have to come into fucking. Now that yes, stupid thing area. with tips so, cost me twenty four dollars. Oh wow! It was really fucking worth so, it. So oh, wow. here, so I know some of this. So one of Big Frank's daughters uh, started playing with this because she's trying to get her brothers to do the keto thing. Right. Right. Who's you know, Who's Big Frank? This is Big Frank's the owner. Right. Oh okay. Oh, so one of the bigger sisters, he, he, he's trying to go keto, so this is why this is a thing. Yes. Oh. This is makes so much sense. Why well, we'll just lose totally weight together. They have low carb yeah. bowls too. Yes. They have Italian they beef that you can get by itself. Yeah. In a bowl. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it is low carb fucking heaven. Oh, it's expensive. My gosh. Like, holy shit, is it all good? Like I it's mean, great. I remember when Savastano's low carb meant you get the salad bar. <laughs> that was it. No, no, no. Me and low Pope. carb meant you got the deep dish. You scraped everything out of the crust. If it was possible, because it turns into a freaking cheese brick after <laughs> like five minutes. Now, so a mutual friend of ours, Mikey, who's lost a shitload of weight doing keto, um, used to get a deep, di- a small deep dish and literally just like scoop it out with a, a fork and a spatula and just have like pizza chili yeah basically pizza lasagna with yeah. cheese with cheese layers it's like a pound of cheese they put on even the small yeah it's like three pounds on a large <sighs> it's so much but the only problem with that is you don't poop for forever mm-hmm. well, dude and i've so, done that before like it's so worth it every so time it's if so you good. get the if you get the large one of those pieces it is about a pound has about half a pound of cheese and if you get the, uh, if you get the, and that doesn't the, count the fucking toppings. Like right, hey, my girlfriend just count got the, the meat, got one of the, she loves, like she's got an Italian background and she grew up in an Italian family. And this is like one of her favorite pizza places, even though it's not Italian pizza. Oh, yeah. She's like, the sauce is great. The meat is great. Yeah. Everything's great. She's like, let's just get pepperoni because I know it's not like Hormel pepperoni. We got pepperoni. Fucking delicious. There's so much fucking pepperoni on it. Yeah. Well. They ordered the pepperoni from Chicago. I believe it because all their meats are good. Yeah. And I had the one that and was the mixed meat the pizza. The Italian sausage is actually their own family recipe. They actually make that themselves on a regular basis. Yeah. This is why this place is so good and worth the price you pay. Yeah. I, rem- yeah. I remember. You, you pay $35 for a large deep dish pizza for a reason. Okay, it's their own family sauce, their own family blend of cheeses. But it can feed their eight own people. family sausage. It really actually takes a, it's a slice a piece, basically. There was there was once upon a time a day where Rusty and I would destroy an entire large deep dish pizza ourselves between the two of us. It was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't. Re- I, I don't remember what happened after. That's I like going to asking freaking, not to take a dump for like three I, days. I went into a food coma. I didn't poop for a week. It was no. crazy. So, so the first time, uh, some of our old coworkers, when Rustay and I were first on the same uh, same team, team uh, we we told Rusty, 
this is amazing. You will you will love it. Rusty's like, fine, put me down for a large. No, I said medium. I wanted a medium oh, yeah. for myself. Yeah. And they're like, are you sure? No. I was like, well, well should I go I'm large? I'm going to say his name just because we've talked about him on the show before. Bubba and I both tried to tell him. You should probably get a small. And Bubba's bigger than both of y'all. Exactly what should happen here. Yeah. We were like, dude, if just, you're going to get your own, get a small, you'll still take home leftovers. No. No. I want a medium. I am a big boy. I I can handle a medium. Okay. It's going to be pricey. Like, all right. Well, it's good pizza, so I'm going to I'm going to shell out for good pizza. You said it was good. I'm going to shell out for it. Did not expect the freaking like you know, the they had to bring it in a fucking dolly. It was so fucking heavy. Well, those things are <laughs> like the the box on that's like a good four inches thick. I yes. remember my eyes going, the, whoa. So this is a true deep deep dish crust. I mean, the crust is a good two and a half, three inches high. Okay. Uh-huh. Filled with cheese first, thin toppings with a light layer of sauce on top. Uh-huh. Rusty goes to Rusty gets halfway through this medium and he looks like he's about to die. Like it's like a beached whale. (laughs) I I had the sweats going. It was uh, you roll up you roll up the shirt a little bit on the belly so I I I I unbuttoned. I I sat back so much so that he sat back and tried to kick his feet up on the desk. (laughs) And comes, and chair goes out from underneath him, and we hear, as he falls out of the chair onto the floor. Death by pizza. It was was the one and only time I've ever squeaked. And it was, and I bounced off the floor, I couldn't stop laughing for like five minutes. Uh, it it was so much. <laughs> Bubba about fell out of his chair just from laughter, <laughs> right uh, after him, uh, because Bubba was literally turning around and saying, "Did you just squeak?" You, he said, "You've had too much, haven't you?" No. And Rusty's like, "I'm going to get it. I'm no, going to finish it. I, I'm going to finish it." And then tries to kick his feet up. Squeak happens, and Bubba goes. <laughs> Did you just squeak? <laughs> oh, the squeak. That oh, never it was amazing. Left. It never left me the entire time I was there. It's like, he squeaked. Nope. So anytime I kick my feet up, I was like, don't squeak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I learned the power of Savastanos that day. Uh, he did. I, I, remember, I remember immediately going home. I was so tired. Like, they they ordered this stuff for uh, for lunch. I I try to get through it, but I I think I got through three quarters of a fucking medium, which, I mean, you know the size of a medium. That's an achievement. It was... That's about four pounds of food. It was... uh, It was not smart. Uh, What I did that day was not a smart idea. Uh, But... I ended up taking like two slices home out of this, this entire uh, medium pizza. Like if you had to deliver those, like a pa- a four pack of those would give you a workout. Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. Oh yeah. Easy. Um, the uh... shoot, just carrying a large 
a large if you get can two, be worked if, out. If you put two together, you know how they have those pallets that, that says do not stack? It would be, if you get two of those things, you would put a sticker on there that says do not stack any higher than two because uh, you can't lift it. Um You'd have to, you'd actually have to have a dolly because it would be fucking like 40 pounds worth of pizza. Um, <clears throat> but after that day, though, saying the S word around Rusty I, was like, it, it was invoking. You, you would see Rusty immediately perk up no matter what his mood was. Savastanos? You say Savastanos. He's like, Savastanos? Squirrel? Squirrel? Yes. I want more. I want more. Uh, I didn't learn from my my, my food coma because uh, I went. I did go home, oh. and I passed out immediately. Like I got I got to my apartment and I went <laughs> face first into the fucking floor. To, and <laughs> ever since that incident, he and I both agreed we stop at four <laughs> pieces. Uh, even if we if you're uh, if some some part of your body says you want more, no. Don't do it. You stop at four. Most people can't finish two. Right. We stop, stop at four. four. <laughs> yeah, I know that me and my girlfriend had a huge back? cheat day around the Christmas holidays, and we got, I want to I don't know if it was Salvestados around Christmas. Anyways, at some point, we were having a huge cheat day, and she's like, we're eating Salvestados. Oh. And I know that we got a pizza, like a medium between the two of us, and we both ate two, and we both just like, we're like, we're just sitting down. Let's turn on the AC. It's hot in here. <laughs> now imagine that four times worse. Let me put it this way. It, if my family orders a large and I'm conservative about it, yeah. and, and for me it takes willpower, yeah. a large pizza will feed my entire family for two days. Well, yeah, see, I, when, when, my, uh, when my family came down... Uh, Oh yes, I, I was. Uh, I said, "Well, we're gonna go out and get pizza," and I could just hear the eyes roll on you know on my dad. Just <laughs> eyes rolled to the back of his head, rattled around a bit, and then came back. You know, going out and getting pizza up there was like we're going to we're going to Pizza Hut. Oh great, you know, <laughs> it's just like. Boohoo! This is the terrible pizza that we're just oh. gonna have to choke down. I said this yeah. is not like this, and I take him over to uh, Savastanos, and I remember sitting down, and they're looking at the the menu, and they're they're from the north. Most stuff, you know, most of the food up there is actually cheaper than it is here. Uh, so, well, yeah, because there's a lot of cheese and meat producers and whatnot. It's just, I mean, it's just lots of dairy easier and meat up there, and the there. cost of living is you know different up there, and I. So they look at the the prices in the menu and they see like a thirty six dollar pizza and they're like, oh god, this place is like high dollar. Are, are we dressed for this? Like it's like it's a pizza place, mom. <laughs> uh, and like you know, thirty six dollars is going to feed the entire table. Plus, we're going to have a quarter of the pizza left over. I guarantee it. And they're just like, no, this can't. This can't be. They're in the same mindset I was when I first sat down to a Savastano's pizza and I said, trust me. You're only going to get through one or two slices. <laughs> Mom made one. Dad had two. My brothers had one or two each. And I stopped myself at three. Uh, the <laughs> The best part was they all they all get back to my house after, after this whole event. And um, the older of his two brothers says, 
Dude, that pizza's heavy. <laughs> Be great after some weed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it would. And I uh, said yes, and it goes equally good with beer. Yes, yes it would. Now, um, you definitely don't want to drink a dark, heavy beer while eating that pizza, though. No, you'd never get through it. No, because you would get through maybe one slice, possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because dark, heavy beers are a meal in itself. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is, this is the pizza around here. This, uh, well, there's, they serve the Chicago dogs there too. Oh, they do? Yes. Yeah. They, oh, yes. Boy. Yes. He started selling the Chicago sausage. Oh boy. It's, it's, it's amazing. See, I would never be able to live around here because I'd basically just sign over my paycheck to the place. They, it's, their food is so good. Oh yeah. It, and that's the thing. It, if you go there. Uh, if, as I know, many of our listeners live in the area. If you go there, th- it's not just their pizza that's good. No. Like, I've actually had several of their sandwiches. All of their pasta dishes are good. I just primarily go there for the pizza because that's the big selling point for and, me. And the but, salad bars always stock. Um, salad bars. And they've got well a stocked. kick-ass house dressing. Oh, yeah. Have you tasted it? Yeah. I've had the salad bar once or twice. That's not why I go there, but I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want a salad. Four pounds worth of salad. Boom. Done. Now, and they, yeah, yeah the, the so, serving sizes so much, there are pretty crazy. So much show. The that large my... one weighs eight pounds. I was looking for the weight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a large weighs eight pounds. Eight right. pounds. And it's usually cut into 16 to 18 slices. Count it. That's like half a pound per slice. It's crazy. It's it's awesome. So worth it. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> there's a good uh, New York style place in town now. Meh, meh. New York pizza. Meh. Eh, it's not bad. You gotta be in the mood for it. You gotta fold it. It's they're just... completely different than animals. <laughs> they really are. But I per- definitely prefer Chicago pizza. Yeah. And having pizza in Chicago is very much very similar to Savastano's. Yeah, I mean, well, they were well, a Chicago pizza. They they started in Chicago. Frank so. actually uh, started it because of his love for Giordano's. I think it is something like that. Yeah, in familiar. Chicago, I've been. Um, that place is amazing. And the main difference between Frank's Pizza and theirs is they actually put a crust on top of it. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's, like that's where there, the whole pie thing there, comes in. There's the sauce, and then there's the crust on top of it, and that's where they got pizza pie. Yeah, pizza pie. Um, and that's but, actually uh, really good. It's it's really good because it keeps the moisture still in so, uh, in the pizza. So he he wanted to bring a little bit of that to Tulsa, but he wanted to put his own spin on it. Yeah. Right. So he he just puts um, the sauce on top, and so it works he just perfectly. puts the sauce on top, and he his crust is actually a little thicker, like the the edge crust. Well, and Giordano's is good, but there's like when I the last I haven't been to Chicago in a while, but there was a Giordano's we went to one time. Like we had pizza like three times in a week, yeah, because it's Chicago. Yeah, what did you do? Um, there was some little hole in the wall. A buddy, a buddy of mine that was moving a bunch of stuff up there from Dallas, like. This was a long move that I was helping out with. 
took us to some hole in the wall in downtown Chicago that looked like an old mafia place. Yeah. And this place Probably had was. like the best. This it beats Avastanos. It's good. Oh wow. It's really good. Um, but same basic fare that you got from Savastano's, like the huge ass deep dish pizza. Didn't have any fancy names. It was like they had about f- five or six different versions of the pie, but it was all homemade as fuck. <laughs> it was really good. Sweet. Um, it was another one of those things, and I was thinner, so I got through like one slice. <sighs> now I want Savastano's. Damn it. <laughs> but yeah, if you're in, you're welcome. If you're in the Tulsa area. Savastano's and you are on the keto. Totally not sponsored, by the way. Nope. But their <laughs> their low carb crust is uh, something magical. I did not believe that it. I didn't know how if it was going to be like crumble and fall apart or something like that, right? right? But um, I went through a bunch of Facebook comments looking for the carb count, and then Mikey had already done that talking to the owner and said, "Yeah, it's two carbs, dude. You can totally eat." He's like, the, the, "What you're going to get in trouble with is overeating because you're going to want to eat the whole thing." It's like I already did, dude. <laughs> Already gone. Like, I felt so heavy. I felt like I had to roll over into bed last um, night. Like, I was so fucking heavy. And, uh, and I, I did all of that watching The Tick. So I was watching The Tick on Prime. Uh, I actually like it quite a bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it is a mix between... So it's all still done by Ben Unlin. But it's... Uh, so uh, did you guys ever watch the cartoon a million years ago? Yes. It was cheesy as fuck, right? Yeah. Did you guys watch the original live action series? No. Of course. And it's just pretty, it's super cheesy, right? This is like the live action version, but done in the Marvel verse. And what I mean by that is there are lots of it that it's shot 4K HDR. It is the props and things like that are of a very high caliber. The storyline is fairly intricate and it it balances between being something of childlike wonder and something that's extre- and, and hilarious and doesn't take itself seriously to people in the universe taking things self itself really seriously. Um, I was very skeptical, and then I was I'm not one that always believes reviews, but I was like, I'm going to see what the reviews of the tick. If it's god awful on there, it's probably pretty good, and if it's pretty good on there, it's probably pretty good. It's got a super positive rating on, from critics, huh. universally liked because it's. I didn't read a bad review from anybody but a user review who just didn't like it. But it is a weird amalgamation of everything they've done with the tick. And the guy that they had, I was like, it's not Patrick Warburton, so I don't know if I'm going to like it, does everything very Patrick Warburton, and he does the thing with amnesia extremely well. Um, it takes a couple of episodes to build into it, but they really go into like where the motivations are for everything. And I don't know if you remember the terror. But like there's a they call it a, a VLM. It's a very large man. And there's one of the one of the episodes deals with this guy like walking across the countryside. And they always got this giant dick like blurred <laughs> out. And it's a mature rating, too. So like there is a lot of the use of fuck. There's a lot of like crazy, like extreme violence in places that also is extremely slapstick sometimes, too. Which is super bizarre. Well, of course, it's a tick. Well, yeah. But it's like slapstick violence mixed with a mature rating, too, which is really weird. But it works. It works in a Deadpool kind of way. I won't say it's like I'm going to watch the rest of it, but it's very they've they're already signed up for another season. It was it was really well received. Huh. Um, so if you have Prime, I would recommend checking out the tick. Oh, man. I, 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 I don't know. I fucking avoided it because I remembered the cartoon and I was like, uh Oh, and, they, and if you've watched the cartoon, like they play off certain things in the cartoon, like there's even a scene that plays off the intro with the buzz, the buzzing alarm and stuff like that. Uh-huh. 
they explain why the tick lives with Arthur and all sorts of stuff. And like there's, it takes about four or five episodes to really get in. And then I just had this big grin on my face last night. And it's like, I'm going to go, oh, I, need, I want to play a little bit of video games. <laughs> I'm five episodes in. I watched five <laughs> episodes yesterday of the tick. Uh, I, when I start down they're, a rabbit hole with something that I can binge watch. And, I, and, and they're I, not an hour long. These are like 30 minute episodes. Okay. Well, I, so uh, I recommend getting through, get to where Arthur is Arthur. Okay. That's when it really starts to pick up. And I think that's about episode three. Okay. But they spend time establishing where people are at. But you're going to be put, if you, I think you do have to be a tick fan to like this. I will say that. Okay. Then I might not. Worth Just, a shot. I might not. I, I mean, I remember. I remember back then. That that. Stuff I'm just was waiting on... for the uh, the battle charge of spoon. <laughs> right. Like I really want that to happen. <laughs> right. But probably there's uh. It's probably gonna. Happen. But the guy, the main guy playing the tick, I can't remember his name. He's an older guy, but he really plays off the amnesia thing. You can tell he's just a good guy. He's a very much off. They really play into him being extremely crazy. Um, and he has the greatest speeches. Like, it's all those crazy, weird speeches about pulling yourself out of the gutter and pulling yourself up. They're super inspirational, but so far out of left field. <laughs> like, they're the best fucking speeches ever. Um, I like The Tick. So far, I really like The Tick. Okay. And it has stopped me from watching Archer. Because I got an FX Now subscription to catch up on Archer. I'm all the way through season seven now, hmm. um, starting from season four. And like, I'm, I'm spending $6 a month because I want to watch fucking Archer, and my girlfriend wanted to watch Archer. Hmm. And I, yeah, I can't insane. argue with the woman that wants to like the things I like. There you go. Because Archer's fucking amazing. If you say so. Oh, Archer's great. <laughs> Again, if you say so. Have you never watched it? <laughs> no. Archer's like the best adult uh, cartoon out there. Yeah. I don't know. Have you even watched it, Jason? Of course he has. I love Archer. Yeah, thank you. You're a human. Thank you. Oh, whatever. Fuck <laughs> you. I am just a talking pile of no, dog shit. And here, here's the Archer, thing about Archer. Archer. So Archer's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. It's okay. my sense of humor's cup of tea. But it fits the sense of humor of those around the table. I will say that. And the ensemble cast... Is just perfect. Pam on cocaine is the best Pam ever. Oh God! <laughs> All right, that sounds like fun. Uh, it is. A, it is very much an adult show, and it so like Pam. Pam starts the show kind of meek, but giving everybody shit at the same time. Kind of weird, like like giving them shit behind their back, kind of shit. And then she goes on cocaine, and she turns into like. Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Pamzilla. It, basically. Okay. Like it it's like watching it's like watching Hulk Hogan on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and so the main character the main cast of Archer revolves around a socio yeah. a well meaning sociopathic um spy who's so self absorbed he doesn't understand his flaws or why people hate him. But he's super snarky and sarcastic. So if you hear me say the word the the term phrasing a lot, phrasing. that's an that's an archer trope, yeah. and that's there's a reason for that. But he's wickedly smart sometimes and incredibly dumb in other points, like oh, the yeah. point of knowing weird random 
facts of trivia about history and tying it into things. And like a lot of the remarks are incredibly witty in a, a very smart way. But the show revolves around this spy agency that has a, it's a sitcom basically, but they're always blowing shit up or killing people or fucking each other. And it's yeah. super graphic, but hilarious at the same time. And they can't say the word fuck on with a rating on. So it's always what the shit, like they say the word shit in the yeah. weirdest ways possible <laughs> with the shit. Yeah, they do. And I mean, who, who is it? Aisha Tyler. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that would be uh, Lana. Yeah, plays Lana. the plays the co lead, and it's just it's amazing. It's uh, what's his name? H. Benjamin something or other. Yeah, Archer. He's the same voice of, um, same voice of uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers, but this is like the way more adult version of him, because Bob Bur Bob's Burgers is almost family friendly. Um, this is almost almost. Except when they start talking about weird shit from left field. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. Yeah, his delivery is incredible. Um, that show is worth its weight in gold. It is amazing. Um, but the best part is they got, like, Jessica Walter to play his mom. And she's amazing, too. <laughs> she is. All the fat baby jokes later on is pretty great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about an incredibly dysfunctional group of adults. Like, it plays on how horrible they are as humans, uh, much in the same way that Seinfeld does, but just to a way different yeah. degree. So, like, if you've ever watched Arrested Development, Jessica Walter, Walter's character in that show is basically the same character, just dialed up a few notches. <laughs> and it's amazing. What is this TV that you're talking about? Like... Seriously, Arrested Development? What is that? It's Seinfeld, but better. Oh, great. I don't know about that. Anyways, um, I've talked for a very long time. Jason, have you done anything interesting? Oh, Jesus. Not much, really. Like, huh. um, This week's been kind of weird with, with work and stuff. So, like, basically, I've played more into the breach. I got a new phone uh new phone new phone yeah um what phone is fan, it? Fan, note nine note nine still going samsung huh still going Sam probably would well too. here's the thing i would i would go pixel or one if i didn't have to completely pay for it outright i i love my one plus um, six but uh but OnePlus and Pixel are not sold at AT&T, so... Uh, you have to buy OnePlus from China, so... Yeah. <laughs> there's there's that. Um, if I have Verizon, I'd get Pixel, but I'm not going with Verizon. Yeah, well... Fuck them. Right. Fuck them. Um, so, you know, sticking with Samsung because, I mean, really, if you that's have, the best phone they sell. If you only have, you know, Samsung or... Or iPhone. Or iPhone. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of iPhones either. Uh yeah. Yeah. So well, especially since Samsung still has a headphone jack. And yeah. um I mean you, it's such a big can, thing. It's a big thing. You can actually put an SD card in a Samsung phone. Oh well that's that's a little bit bigger of a thing. Yeah. Uh plus I did it right with, with this one. So 
the Note 8 actually has smaller battery than the S8 Plus. Mm-hmm. Right, it had like a 3600 milliamp battery. Right. There's a 4000 in this one. Yeah. So. So it lasts a little bit longer. It, it lasts longer. Um, but due to family reasons, we had to add a couple of lines to our plan. So yeah. I got new phone out of it. So there you go. That's all right. Spent last two days playing with it and setting up all my work shit on it. Yeah, well, it's probably uh, it was probably much faster than what would you have us uh, S eight plus S eight. Okay, well, yeah, I, I upgraded from an S five to and, freaking the one plus. So and it was it's a pretty still major noticeably faster. Yeah. I swear the Snapdragon processors get better with each one they release, so, like significantly better. Yeah. yeah. There's also planned obsolescence, too, so you have to you know, keep in mind that, too. Well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I didn't do much other than play more into the breach. Um, trying to think, what else did I do? Man. I really can't think of anything that's really significant. Man. Other than getting all my hair chopped off after we recorded last. It was very Man. liberating after the last episode, I can tell you that. Yeah. It, uh, once we were done with it. I've been playing whatever. Uh, I, I, uh, well, I, I, I've I tried. I've tried. So, so um, I, I've been playing around with my Oculus and, uh, and trying to get, uh, you know, get it working, you know, quite. Uh, it needs to work a little better. So I've run into some problems. So... If you're getting into any VR, you know, and especially the Oculus, because this seems to be a problem specific to the Oculus Rift uh, and its sensors, uh, the sensors send through a raw image pulled very, very quickly to uh, to catch all the tracking. And that's great for very minute tracking changes with with the controllers. It's perfect. But what that... Yeah, I'm good. Um, what, uh, what that does is it basically floods the, uh, USB controller on, on a computer and USB three can only hold it's, it's fast, but it can only handle so much. Uh, and considering all the other stuff that I've got hooked up to my computer, plus the headset that it has to run off a of USB three for power purposes, uh, I, I've run into a bit of a bottleneck. Uh, mm-hmm. The USB controller on my motherboard does not like the amount of bandwidth that was going through it, which is one of the reasons why the back sensor didn't work so well uh-huh. and uh, and why my room scale setup is not working so well. What I've found through, you know, through my research is that I have to actually get a USB, an extra, you know, a, a, a card for the computer uh, to add additional USB ports. And that the better cards to get are the ones that have individual controllers per port. So that the bandwidth amount is at the maximum for each port instead of split amongst like four ports. Do you have, did you try getting a USB controller card? So that's what I'm I'm trying to find. So uh, there are some out there and they're very, um, they're, they're expensive. The the ones that I uh, that I how need, many USB three ports does you have to plug in with that? Uh, at the minimum, I need to have two, uh, so you can put. I have to have two. three. I've got one for the you know the headset and two for the front oh, sensor. Oh shit, that's why you're running into problems. Oh. So 
you know, and most motherboards have four on the back and a connection for two on the front. I'll throw you a little bit. I'm glad I got the what I got. Right, right, right. Because it's one, no, but it's one USB port that I've got. Right, but I mean the tracking is much better on the Oculus. I'm just Apparently saying. not. I, it is good when it works. So when it works. When it, when works. it works pretty much most of the time. So you can get a four port. Uh, expand uh, expansion card for uh, for a PC fairly inexpensively. It's like twenty twenty five bucks or something like that. But it's right. one controller for four ports. So we run into a very similar issue. I could probably do the two sensor setup with an ex, you know with that kind of card. Right. Um. But if I wanted to go room scale, get the third sensor, uh, and try to get that hooked up to the same port, which would put more power through to the uh, to the back sensor, so I wouldn't have to add a power injection for the extension. Um, I would need to have uh, I need to have at least two controllers on the card, you know, one two ports per controller, so that I could get the bandwidth I'd need to be able to run it. So. Uh, I looked and I started seeing where most of the cards that were put out that you know that are uh, Oculus ready, they're they're set up so that they can ha- handle the bandwidth of at least a two sensor setup. Uh, uh, something in a very recent Microsoft Windows update has kind of destroyed the driver for it. Oh, so people are buying these cards with good Amazon reviews. And putting them in their computers, and it works for two weeks, and then it dies. It bricks. It just dies. And uh, so they're in a constant. It completely bricks. You can't. Yep, eat. You can't even put them into a different computer to work. It just bricks it. Whatever it is, it overvolts. It bricks it. Wow. So I'm looking for th- the diamond in the rough right now, trying to find a uh, USB controller card that has four controllers for the card for four ports that has compatible drivers for Windows 10 that doesn't brick after two weeks. So it's it's kind of searching for a needle in a haystack. And the cheapest I've found for a uh, for a quad controller card is like 90 bucks. It's pretty freaking expensive comparing to, you know, comparing to like the $25 four port, you know, expansions that you can get for your computer. And like 90 bucks for fucking just to fix the, you know, the bandwidth issue. You know, that's, that's a lot. And then of course I look at it and they're horizontal to the, uh, you know, to the, uh, on the back of the uh, expansion slot. Well, if you have a horizontal connection on an expansion, you're going to run into the USB not being able to plug into it because of how it sits in the case. So if you don't have it set up just right, you actually have to take an angle grinder to your fucking case so that you can grind out the spots for, you know, putting a USB port in. Like, this is way too fucking, like, weird. Why couldn't they put them vertically on the freaking card? Just It just drives me up the fucking wall. So I still have not found the right thing for me. And apparently that kind of configuration isn't cheap and it isn't very common. So, and, and I looked and I'm like, okay, well, maybe I could just get rid of, you know, get rid of the idea of having one card that does it all. Just get 
two cards that have a controller each and run those. And that's when I started finding the, you know, the Windows 10 driver bricking them. And I'm like, oh, great. So I can't even get the cheap cards because I would be super pissed. I would fucking use those damn bricked, you know, you know, those expansion cards as fucking throwing stars and they'd be sticking out of my fucking walls. I'd be throwing them all over the place. So, yeah. Uh Oculus is still playable, but f- if I play Beat Saber for more than 30 minutes, I will start getting audio crackles. And if I play it for about 40 minutes, my sensors will die for just a second. But it's just that second that take uh, all it takes because I was swinging my head left. The sensors die. It believes that my head is still swinging left when I've stopped. So my vision continues going left while I am standing uh, stand up straight. I about hurled. (laughs) It was fucking terrible. It was the worst thing. It was like, even if if you are driving a human and you kind of get that seasickness, you know, that motion sickness feeling, when you are not driving a human and you feel like you're supposed to be standing still and you're not actively moving anything like a stick or something to kind of trick your brain into your playing a game and your vision starts to do a 360 while you're standing still. Mm-mm. It was immediate. Close my eyes and just la 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 it off. Cause it was bad. <laughs> I ripped the fucking headset off and I'm like, what the fuck? Sorry. Started me down a rabbit hole of trying to fix this problem and not found a good solution for it yet. Yeah. I've, when I was, I didn't realize how high the super sampling was that you were talking about. I thought two was two times right, so I was trying the one point two in Skyrim, uh-huh. and then quickly realized that, that was too much for my graphics card. Yeah, um, looked pretty, um, but was super fucking up the frame rate. Yep. And trying to drive a human at at twelve frames a second is nausea inducing. Oh boy, because it just like it's almost headache inducing and I, I've gotten if it's a smooth frame rate I can do it but I can tell you I, I think I talked about it Fallout 4 VR on my card on a 970 is not a good idea um, and trying to drive it feels like for some reason worse than Skyrim and then the frame rate drops exponentially when <laughs> you try to move in VR on the 970 and <laughs> it is it is a mess Oh, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't buy it for that yeah no, not on this card I mean I, I have because of the precision that I I want from the VR, especially when I'm playing Beat Saber, uh, the precision that I want from it has to be able to track very quick movements, you know, and be accurate. Uh, so if uh, if I don't figure out this type of thing, I can only play the game for half an hour at a time. Then I have to stop, turn off my Oculus software let the controller kind of like, you know, flush and then boot it all back up again. So I have to play it in 30 minute increments. And I'm like, no, this is, does that mean that you haven't really gotten much? Have you tried elite yet? No, I haven't because I, I want to. Because you went down the rabbit hole of fixing the rear sensor. Right. I wanted to fix everything so that it's working right. I mean, I I bought the things so I could do room this scale. Is, this is Rusty in a nutshell. The one thing that drives him nuts. I will fucking hardcore focus it until I'm done with it. So uh, you haven't done anything other than thirty minutes of Beat Saber at a time. Pretty, you know, I've I I've, sounds like you have some time for some Archer in the Tick. Well, I actually did. Right. I, I've been. I, I went down uh, a quite a few different rabbit holes. Um, 
because I was disappointed that I couldn't play the game that I wanted to play. So that kind of put me off to playing any games, which is kind of a weird thing for Just me. Just play a game that is sitting down. Well, I wanted to... I, I played a little bit of Thumper, but I I said, no, I'm going to fucking fix this. And I was totally off of VR at that point. So uh, I... I haven't I haven't logged into Warframe in three weeks, uh, which I guess is Uh-oh. I guess is a is a sign, um, and and I haven't really missed it though I have been missing MMOs so go figure, uh, I am I'm kind of all over the place with this I still haven't played a whole lot more of uh, Red Dead Redemption two even though uh, I, I enjoyed the game I just I. The motivation for playing games wasn't there. I every time I sat down to go play a game, I said, "Well, I'm going to watch some YouTube video," and then I would go down a rabbit hole. Like examples of rabbit holes that I've you know, uh, that I've gone down. I watched like forty list uh, style. Like, be amazed is one of the uh, one of the fucking uh, YouTube channels that uh, that happens, and it's like. They'll pick a theme and do a fucking like top ten list of like th- weird things that are found in the ocean, or you know, you know, top ten most deadly diseases in the world, or some fucking like weird off the wall fucking like fact show shit. Right? I get down those rabbit holes sometimes. I'll say that I've been playing games though. Um, I see what people are talking about with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's a weird paradox of being awesome, and so it's. It takes a there's a lot. Um, there's like four. I'm like level twenty one. I've been. I decided to jump into it. I was like, you know, I beat Darksiders. Now it's time to crack open Odyssey and go through that some, right? Right. And the combat works. The story's not not bad. I, I'm pretty engaged with what's going on. Um, the pace of me leveling and getting materials is kind of driving me nuts. So the pacing is. I've been level twenty one for three days, playing in about two or three hour segments. And not not feeling like I'm getting anywhere. I'm getting places in the story, but there's so much to do in every spot that it's it wears me. It's been wearing me out a little bit. So that's when you guys got here tonight. I was playing BattleTech again Mm. because BattleTech's good every time I play it. Every single time I play that game, Uh, you know, Mm. my game of the year 2018. Um, So every single time I get into that, and I'm not playing main story. I'm literally playing. Random campaign with like 1,600 days of time in the game, which it goes fast because you fast forward days at a time. Um, just basically playing Pokemon and playing cool missions and blowing shit up. Like Jason came in while I was in a mission and I was got pretty fucked, but I still had fun doing it. I lost a cool ass mod that I didn't want to lose. I was using the, the Hatchet Man. I really like the Hatchet Man. But he did get through it, though. I did I get mean, through it. I generally beat most <laughs> missions, and I got against a brick wall last night. Last night, I started playing it again. I was planning on jumping into Sorrento VR again, and I decided, I was like, ah, I want to play some regular games for a while. So I haven't really touched VR this week. I've really been just focusing on some of that other stuff. Sorrento is pretty cool, but I haven't played enough of it to tell you guys what's going on. Um, oh, I, you were supposed to watch that during break. Just... She's going to get it. Don't worry. She's uh, going to get it. She's going to get it. She's uh, going to get it. She's going to get it. Uh, She's going to get it. It's a big spider. And the spider. one plus goes down. Squeak. 
It's a picture of somebody trying to trap a huge spider on a wall, and then it zooms into just the spider on the phone screen. I hate you so much. You suck so much. Oh, my God. I hate you. Squeak. Yeah. You asshole. Why would you do that to me? Squeak. Uh, <laughs> fucker. Oh. Control you, your breathing. You see Rusty watching watching this video, and then he just chucks the phone. <laughs> it's just like done, done. Like hey. fast enough, I couldn't even tell what popped up on the screen. He just went. Yep. <laughs> it's still sitting over there in the floor. It'll stay there. Uh, Asshole. I just saw that we were talking about VR, and I was like, mm. yeah, no. Oh um, fuck you! Oh man, I I have not yet gotten a uh, uh, a a horror game in VR. I, once I get everything set up, it'll it'll happen. I'm sure. There's a lot of games that you can play that don't require a back facing sensor. Right. No, and, and and I've been playing with just two, but even with the two, that's when you know when it kind of. I don't think that the USB wanna... controller on the on the motherboard is set up to handle VR. Is what I'm trying to think. Do you? <clears throat> I'm just trying to think of what you could play that would that just try a sit down game. I've got some sit down games that are on there. Mm-hmm. Try a House of the Rising Sun. I could. That literally requires a controller. You don't have to have any sensors other than it just has to know that your head's looking in different directions. Yeah. It's and it's Battlestar Galactica the video game. I know. I've it's, seen you play it. It's just it's so fucking cool. I have to be in the mindset to actually play a game like that. So uh, it's, I, I'm weird. I know it's just I'm I'm out there. I mean I I, I was able to play like, um, uh, Robo Recall perfectly fine for a half an hour, and it's the half an hour part that pisses me off because once you get into VR, you're you're basically you want to be immersed in the game. That's the whole point of VR. Uh, so when you're uh, when you have tracking issues or audio crackling or you know or anything like that, it pulls you out hard. And when that happens, it pisses me off. So this, this connects the rear sensor till you get the. And I have. That's the thing. I have. And it's still fucking. And up. it's still fucking. That up. Sucks. So that's why I'm so fucking hardcore on you know trying to fi- find a fix for it. Um, I will find a fix. And as soon as I find a fix, I'm, I'm going to find the the right card for it, and I'm going to go. Even if I have to spend almost hundred fucking dollars for the fucking card, I will fucking find a way to fix this because I'm kind of invested in it now. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to make it work. Um, I did actually watch some, uh, you know, watch some stuff. I watched season two of The Punisher. Um, that was a uh, a thing that happened immediately after uh, recording last week. Uh, I came home and I saw the Punisher and I said, fuck it. I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to make me some dinner and I'm going to sit here. and I'm going to watch a couple episodes of the Punisher. What did a couple episodes turn into? It it turned into staying up till about two or three o'clock in the afternoon, finishing the Punisher. Uh, that good. It was good. I, I actually liked it. Um, it was, uh, it didn't have the lull that uh that the first season of the punisher had like there was right because all the setup right there was there was uh a few episodes and there was basically like him going through his family thing and then getting like the surrogate family 
thing going on. Uh, you know, where he was kind of dressing up as somebody else and, you know, getting into that, that family unit. That was kind of weird. Uh, and that's kind of what destroyed the pace of the first season. Second season has been it started off as action and it was pretty consistent all the way through. Uh, it played out a lot more like an action movie did. Um, and this one follows his, uh, you know, he is, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he's basically, you know, on the run, you know, having gotten his, uh, his new identity. Right. Uh, and he said, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's on the run, basically just, you know, you know, in a van, just going throughout the country. Uh, and then he kind of can't stop himself from getting into it again. You know, he gets into a bar fight that turns into uh, him protecting a girl from a bunch of hitmen. And uh, the it, it kind of explodes from there. Uh, so it's, it's a really good second season. I would rec- uh, recommend it. Uh, and then somebody that I work with who I didn't, I didn't expect him to even have an interest in this type of movie. Older fella didn't expect him to have an interest in this, but there's a, a movie from, you know, on Netflix called Polar, which is, I guess, uh, an adaptation from a, a dark horse comic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's basically John Wick, uh, but kind of, you got the John Wick style ultraviolence mixed with like an aging assassin, uh, which is it's kind Wait, of that is John Wick. Well, the the premise of the more, story more is, aging than John Wick. I'm taking it. The premise of the story is is that he works for a, a an assassin agency that uh, that they have a company policy where they have to retire at fifty, and at fifty they get a payout of, you know, they have to set aside a, a, some money from each one of their contracts into a retirement fund, and then they would get a payout from that retirement fund at the end of, you know, when they retire at 50, if they make it that far, you know? Otherwise, the company keeps it. Uh, so if they die before 50, the company keeps their money. Well, he was supposed to get an $8 million payout, and uh, he was coming up on his 50 day, 50, 50th birthday, and the company was setting up hits against him so that they could keep the money. Uh, and uh, you, you don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> so uh, it Polar, was, huh? yeah, it, it's, uh, it's not very highly rated. If you look on like Rotten Tomatoes, it's not very highly rated. It is kind of off the wall weird in some places, but it's, it's kind of the dark horse style comic, you know, movie. Yeah. It's not as good as a Kill Bill, but it kind of feels that way. Okay. And um, what really like it? What what got me was uh, there. There is a part where my name comes up. My my name Rusty comes up in the show, uh, and uh, that's why this guy recommended it to me. Well, the first five minutes is uh, I believe it's Johnny Knoxville, you know, getting head (laughs) so i'm like what the fuck is this guy watching this movie and why did he recommend it to me and he's like wait about 18 minutes in and you'll find out uh so (laughs) i'll leave it there because if you're gonna watch it 
it, it'll be it, it'll it'll put a smile on your face because uh, it did for me. <clears throat> right. Oh, that is one thing I did last week. I rewatched the greatness that is Logan. Oh yeah, I haven't watched that movie either. Really? No, I, I just I haven't, haven't seen it either. Yeah, it's just there's just no opportunity. Like you, it's on HBO Go right now. Thing is, is I don't I don't pay TV companies at all. Netflix aside, I know they're kind of a movie TV company now, but I that it it it's just I I don't I don't have I, I don't have access to a, normal TV or or any of the premium shows, so. I have to wait till it comes out on Netflix or if I decide to rent it. Well, Logan won't go on Netflix because it's a Fox thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. I, I rewatched, uh, I, I did watch Ant-Man and uh, the Wasp, which that, was all right. That's all right. It was all right. You know, I completely skipped the Ant-Man because I thought that the whole premise was oh. stupid. That was her thing I did this week. So Netflix added all four Indiana Jones movies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In the last couple of weeks. That's all right. Well, you mean all three because nobody counts that last one. <laughs> um, I You're actually. Right. I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan, and the Crystal I, Skull Crystal does not belong in there. It I is actually, a trilogy. I actually skipped Temple of Doom and watched Crystal Skull. What the fuck is Why? wrong with you? Why did you skip Temple of Doom? Temple of Doom is great. Temple of Doom is actually my least favorite of the four. No, you are wrong, and you should feel bad about being wrong. I identified with Short Round as a child. Yeah. In more ways than one. I, I have <laughs> never really liked Temple of Doom. The best thing that came out of Temple of Doom was Kalima. Kalima. That's like it. Like, like the whole over-the-top reaction to, like, Monkey Brains, for example. It, I cannot stand the actress in Temple of Doom. Uh, well, well, after I the Monkey cannot. Brains thing, I remember my parents always threatening me when I was a child. Because we all liked Indiana like, Jones. Like, if you don't eat, eat this, we're going to eat Monkey Brains. Oh, monkey okay. Brains. Well, I guess I'm going to eat it. There are children starving in Africa. Right. No, it, it, or it, Monkey for me, Brains. It, for me, it was uh, slicing up the snake and having a bunch of smaller snakes come out of it. Like, uh -huh. oh. Oh, no, that's still alive. At um, least I could eat monkey brains and, like, you know, it's but like, dead now. By no. far, of, still of course, you need Temple Doom, or uh, not Temple, Rares of the Lost Ark because it was the original and it introduces everything, right? Mm -hmm. But The Last Crusade's actually my favorite. It's all right. Last Crusade is honestly my favorite, and then it's Temple. Um, and then it's the very first one, and then I... Could care just less because about skull. just just lead lined yeah right. lead lined door lead lined refrigerator. Um, I don't know. I just <laughs> literally everything about that movie offends the fuck out of me. Lead lined refrigerator. It's man. so it's it's bad on the level of ruining. It's like George Lucas. You already ruined Star Wars. Why are you ruining your other franchise? You ruined Star Wars by selling it. No, I mean it's way better now that it's with Disney than it was those last three movies before that. Uh, the original prequels actually, are hot garbage. Actually, I would say, aside from the Darth Vader ending, Revenge of the Sith is still fucking is hot garbage. actually a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, huh? Revenge of the shit. No. No. <laughs> no. 
I said, despite the Darth Vader ending. Duel of the Fates, man. Just uh, like the only good thing about it. <laughs> um, but all all Ninja this aside, Yoda, come on. Uh, it's, it's just uh, I have the high ground. All, all and pod racers. All that stupid a- fucking kid. All this aside, sand. Emokin Skywalker, sand. he gets everywhere. No, <laughs> Emokin Skywalker was Attack of the Clones, sir. Uh, Darth Vader uh, wasn't necessarily. Anakin Skywalker wasn't necessarily all that emo. He was just misunderstood. They made <laughs> no, no. What they did, what George Lucas did, was make him a whiny little prick. All that shitty dialogue, they made Natalie Portman a bad actress. <laughs> they did. They did. Um, Nobody cared about that dialogue. There was no establishing that story between the two of them. It is God awful. Oh, but back we all to, have opinions. Back to my, Some of them back are to wrong. my first thing. The Last Crusade's actually my favorite because of... I like Last Crusade. How... Uh, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery play off of each other. I actually think it's a shame those two did not make more movies together. I really agree with you on that. Only the penitent man will pass. Yeah. (laughs) Penitent men. Yes. Penitent men. Neil. (laughs) Right. Every, Um, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, just, it. The last crusade good, the last crusade was actually the only the only one that actually took an idea similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark and actually did better. Okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark well so Indiana Jones was the inspiration for Laura Croft, the Tomb Raider. Really? For uh, if we're being honest, well, yeah. So, so without without any of the Indiana Jones movies, we wouldn't have that. Spe- speaking of which, I watched that movie not too long ago. Oh, which one? The the, the new the new Laura Croft, the new Tomb Raider. Yes. Uh, okay. Sorry. It was bad. Sorry. It was not not good. It was bad. <laughs> they. They tried to recreate the reboot game, uh huh, yeah, it's not and good. made all the wrong choices. Mm. Yeah, it's like watching the Doom movie over again. Like <laughs> you, you take everything and then you turn the whole Himiko thing into she was fucking diseased. Yeah, well, you know, they don't really. Laura, Laura Croft is about the supernatural shit. I mean, come on, yeah. Uh, even the first, even the original games were about the supernatural shit. I mean, I mean, she she did fight a T Rex with her pistols, so <laughs> I mean, there's that. But no, it that and Indiana Jones took it back to, or she, the Last Crusade took it back to the religious relics, and I think that's where some of the best writing was, because there was some hint of backstory to it. Uh, everything in Temple Doom just felt off for me. But Kalima. Especially that actress. Uh, pulling out a still beating heart and having it burn up in your hand. Who, who was, that? was that? Was that Bo Derek? I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. In the, I, 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 in I don't the know. Temple Doom. I don't know. 
I just remember parts of it, and I, I don't remember it being a bad movie. I'm just saying that it wasn't the greatest movie, and it's not bad. But yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. fuck. But Segway. anyway, that, that, that's why I got on that. Um, I think we segue into a break. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Close fine. to that, I did have one thing I wanted to bring oh, up go ahead. before we do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Um, I just checked for my phone and I realized it's still on oh. the floor over there. <laughs> so I know this I know this is a bit of a news piece, but I wanted to bring it up before we get into the news just because I think it's it's interesting. Yeah. And it's disappointing at the same time because I really wanted to eventually buy this on PC and now I don't know if I will or not. Epic. Oh God, Ep- we're gonna wait. No, we're gonna talk about Epic in the next next session. Epic, everything Epic is coming up in the news section. So let's let's go to break. We're gonna All we're right. gonna hash this out. Uh, stay tuned. I've been holding my breath. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. For five seconds? Yeah. So, Rusty. We're back. I, you know what happened this week? What? Uh, the Arctic Fury was unleashed upon the United States. Arctic Fury. That is indeed a thing that happened on uh, uh, in my home state. Oh, it did. I know. I have some friends in Michigan, too, that were posting about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Minus 50. <laughs> super crazy, right? Dumb shit. It was so do you remember do you, do you remember a mutual friend of mine I knew her better than you named Ashley? Uh maybe. Um super sarcastic girl from the place we used to work at. Maybe. So anyways, um I saw her right before all that happened. She randomly showed up at work uh-huh. just visiting. It's like, "Ashley?" Yeah. It's like, "What up, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> and so like reconnected with her a little bit and um she's funny as hell. Uh and uh, went and said hi to like her and her kiddo and her husband, and uh, so but she moved from here to Minnesota, right? Minnesota. So the very next, and she came back with an accent, of course. Minnesota. So I've been fucking with her of over her accent the last like several days. You pick up the accent super easy up there. <laughs> so yeah, she's in what is it? Anoka. Anoka. Yeah, nope. yeah. She's yeah. she's up there, northern Minnesota. Northern. <laughs> so rusty Minnesota. <laughs> what are some what are some interesting northern colloquialisms from your state? Do you don't have hot dish in Michigan, uh, do you? No. They don't have tater tots. T- tater tots. Tater tots. Tater tot casserole. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> do they say oh for cute? Uh no. Is that only a Minnesota thing? That's a, that's a Minnesota thing. Is there what is what are some interesting things from Michigan? Uh <laughs> uh the uh the word the is not the it is da da uh, okay so da da up uh da upers uh i'm going to north uh <laughs> uh there's a there's when i go up there i end up speaking faster and a lot more of the he, um, he definitely gets a little mush mouthy well you, you end up speaking faster 
there isn't a lot more uh, a lot of pronunciation to uh, to things. You just kind of roll with it. Um, Anytime he goes up there for more than a week, he comes back sounding completely different, and that's amazing. So there's a city up there called Traverse City, right? It's two words: Traverse City. Traverse is traverse. You move through the city, basically Traverse City. Uh, so when you go up there, it's not Traverse City. It's Traverse City. So okay. they just combine the words together and, and people know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And, and of course, the... Do they extend all the O's up there? No. People don't don't play hockey? No. Or I can't do any of that shit very well. No. Hockey. Hockey. No. no. say hockey. No. How do they say Bag. Bag. Hockey sounds yeah. more like a Bronx thing. Bag. 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 It, they say, it's pretty they bag. Say bag. It's a trash bag. They don't say trash bag. How, how trash they, bag. Yeah. Is, I, what you, is what you're fishing for is trash bag? I have yeah. to ask because one of the one of the cities is named this. How do they actually pronounce Cadillac? Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> it's Cadillac. Cadillac. You go to Cadillac or go Caddy. Uh, go to Traverse City. Uh, <laughs> it's just faster. It's, it's what it is. Is it, it the the speed? They don't say "oh crap" up there, do they? Do they? No. Oh shit, man. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's. How do they say "fuck"? Fuck. How oh, they just say "fuck"? <laughs> Fick. Fick. Uh, no, that's me. Fick. <laughs> I'm a Cartman. Uh, the uh, yeah, it's just. Faster and and fuck is used as a comma up there, so I, I will use fuck in a, uh, a sentence, and it's not it's not emphasized. I don't fucking do it all the time, but it is part of the sentence and does not get emphasis. If you hear me saying fucking, you know, in a Shit. sentence, I don't fucking. I've lived say it. in Oklahoma for the majority of my life, and I still use fuck as a comma. But you fuck. That's what I'm saying. Is fuck has an emphasis on it, whereas. In the north, it's very common just Did, to continually, you know, go with your fucking sentence like this, and it has no emphasis. It's just part of the fucking sentence. Do they? So, did it ever get as cold as it did recently when you lived up there? Not really. No, I I do remember a couple times where you know where uh, uh, it got uh, cold. We'd have a blizzard, uh, and it would get stupid cold. And I do remember a few times where. Uh, in odd situations where you know, people would plow snowbanks up to the house. And because even if you have a basement you know, for the house, you still had a basement draft. So what they would do is they would push snow right up to the house to create basically a snow berm for the house about you know, a quarter of the way or half the way up the wall. And that snow berm would prevent the wind from getting into the crawl spaces and uh, into the basement and cry, uh, creating a cold draft on the floor. Well, it's so crazy that it was this cold. Like, I, I know I was asking that rhetorically because I know that it hasn't been this cold since, the like, the 30s or the 1800s. It's been a very long time. Right. It's been – it's, it's gotten below, uh, below was, zero often. It was getting so fast. cold that one of the people that was writing an article for one of the newspapers I was, I was reading about, or reading the article he wrote, was saying there was frost forming inside, uh-huh. and he decided to go to the homeless shelter with his family because it was warmer. And that's a thing, yeah. 
that um, was that cold. So and that's insane. The the houses up there, it is sometimes will get cold enough for the condensation that happens in a normal house to cause frost on the inside of the windows because the window itself is that cold. He was saying the outside of the inside of his doors were frosted. Mm-hmm. Happens. Yeah. That's just insane. Yep, it happens. Um, it, it's just whatever can you know conduct therm, uh, thermal energy. You know, will, it'll yeah. just suck that energy it, right out. The the main reason that happens is no no matter how how good your windows are, literally, unless the frames are like spray foamed and shit, you're going to have some moisture getting through those types of entrance entrances. All it has to do is get cold enough outside that the air directly on the inside of that window is near freezing and it will frost. Yeah. Well, if That's it ever it. gets that cold here, which I don't ever really see it doing, no. this is the room to be in. Yes, because this is like thermal a thermal padding. It's like a womb. It's <laughs> so, so well insulated. Well, yes. As we, we know in the summer, and I have to crank the AC up. Yes. But you, you've got blankets on the wall. It's definitely going to block most Not of the... Not just blankets. These blankets are as thick or thicker than most comforters as far as how dense yeah. the stuffing is well, in that's, them. That's I kind mean, of the point. They're, they're sound dampening. Yeah. So, yeah, filled with old jeans, from what I understand. Um, <laughs> you know, you guys did a pretty good job of getting this stuff in here. Yeah, so... Hey, if you guys don't know, it's like four years ago, these guys said, Merry Christmas, we're soundproofing the studio. Right. And you guys found these things and put grommets and all this shit and hung it up on hooks. Yep. Which is why we call this place the Sex Dungeon, because there are black soundproof blankets on hooks surrounding the whole area aside yep. from the door. And I spent three fucking hours putting these fucking... No, you did a good Eyes job. Eyes in for the fucking hooks. I spent three fucking hours at the laundromat trying to get the chemical smell out of these things. Oh, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did because <laughs> it would suck in here. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. It, we had to wash these things and dry them like twice. Yeah, twice. Uh, and they were, they're were they not the kind of blankets that you can throw in any old washer. You have to have like an industrial The industrial washer. size. Yeah, because each one of these weighs like 10 pounds. Yes. Yeah. They're fucking yeah, They're fucking heavy. I had... I had to install two by fours. Yeah, at the top at the top of his walls, just to hold up. Screwed the... into studs just to make sure these things won't fall down. I think they've done pretty well. I mean, uh, we haven't really had to readjust shit in here, right? Yeah. Nope. It's been it's been all right. Yeah. I mean, good purchase. That, that good was purchase. the first major sound change to our recordings, and you can actually tell. You have to go a ways back. I think about you, it's four years at. Four episodes a month. Right. Yeah. We're mm. talking in the 100s, we, maybe? No. 100 to 200, something like that? No, we were like in the 220s or something like that. So, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been yeah. over 100 episodes. Yeah. It's been over 100 episodes, but... Um, and on the new setup, we've got probably about 20 episodes with the new mics. Yeah. yeah. It makes a world of difference. It but does. anyways, I want to move on a little bit because we've got some things to talk about. And Jason, the newsman, don't you know? Let you don't direct. You them. Know. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? So fork you, fork you. Disappointing. Um, fork you, fork you. Uh, Epic and the developers of Metro Exodus. Oh yeah. Announced last week that oh, yeah. 
they will be pulling Metro Exodus from the Steam store yeah. and selling it directly on Epic only. Was it and the, it's super fucked up because people already had pre-orders. It wasn't the developers. It was the publisher. It was Deep Silver? Yes. It was, it was Deep, Deep Silver. Did Deep, Deep Silver publish that? I believe so. Yes. Uh, so yes, it wasn't it was a developer decision. Silver. They came out and, you know, the developers did come out and say, this wasn't our decision. This is not what we wanted. But this is what's happening because it was a higher up decision. Yeah. And I know yeah. Steam has no. responded in course to this as well. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They did. Um, they basically... Uh, they basically said that the publishers made the decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. The developer and publisher have assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled on Steam, and Steam owners will be able to access the game in any future updates or DLC through Steam. Right. Okay, so they're not 100% completely fucking people over. It's pretty um, close, though. It's pretty close, though. Uh, they, they said in their statement... On the Steam forums, we think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after a long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let everyone know. So, they basically said... They went and fucked us. They were dicks. They told us last minute. <laughs> it was I mean, a really last minute decision. I mean, it's a couple weeks before uh, for release. It's super last minute. And I think, now, honestly, with this, like, I'm not a, I am somewhat of a Steam fanboy. But here's something that Steam offers that Epic does. And I don't, have you guys been to the Epic store? <laughs> so the Epic store right now is a collection of tiles in no particular order, in order by release. Right down a page. There is no support forums aside from direct email to this developer. There is no review forums, which that's a good and bad thing. Um, there is no mod support locally with that. Um, and if you care about the achievements and shit like that, there's none of that as well. It is literally a website that connects to the Epic Launcher, which prior to this was simply for, for me, it was originally Fortnite when I was doing the alpha thing. Right. Um, and anything Unreal, which at that time was nothing but Unreal Tournament and something else. But you buy a game. So I got a, a downloaded a game for free off there because they're doing that thing, right? And mm -hmm. then it said, open the Epic Launcher client. And I was like, eh, I don't want to mess with all that shit. So I didn't mess even mess with the free game. But it's super fucking generic. For like, right now, yeah. For right now. But it's just... I'm not a fan of their store right now, and it's not just because of what they did. They're doing one good thing. They're paying developers more, and I hope that Steam follows in in in, in with that, right? But like Friends List, right? So I do – I've been playing Seven Days to Die. I didn't really talk about it more because we've talked about that to death, but I played more of that last weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's nice that we were using Discord. We decided it was l more convenient to just use the Steam voice client. Because we literally just were in a group chat, you hit the button to turn on voice client, and now we have voice client while we're playing the game. Yeah. And you can invite your friends into the game and all those things from inside that client, and it just works. Like, they've done a lot to just make that kind of stuff work, Ooh. much in the same way that you can with, like, Xbox Live or mm -hmm. PlayStation Plus. And it's basically this PC equivalent of those services, and you don't pay extra for it, but the developers pay extra for it. 
and it just works and manages my collection in a way that's great. Well, not and, only that, but I mean, so far there's there's not really been a whole lot of other uh, other launchers and platforms that really supported mods as well as Steam has. Well, the VR support, the Windows Mixed Reality support for Vive products, the um, just like recently, I used to use something called Steamover. I used to, was managing my hard drives very particularly in the way that Rusty is trying to figure out his VR. Mm -hmm. um, and now they just have it to where you just right-click it and you reinstall it on a different drive and it just moves it and understands the libraries and everything. Epic doesn't have that. You're literally downloading it wherever it should go, maybe in their folder. I don't know. Right? And then creating icons in your desktop. I don't want a bunch of fucking icons on my desktop. That's one of the reasons I use Steam. Well, but more so than that, the client is good. The auto-updates, while can be kind of annoying, are good. It operates like a console on your PC. But you have to think, though, Steam has gone through how many iterations of these features over the years. And you, you know, the original Steam was very simply a store and an update feature. That was it. The workshop wasn't there. The mod support wasn't well, they, there. They invented all that, and all Epic had to do was fucking copy it. Well, that's where they're 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 running into problems now. It sounds like I'm I'm defending the Epic Store, and I'm, and I really am not. Uh, I don't like the idea of having a bunch of extra launchers. I understand that's probably going to be the way things are nowadays. Um, I am a convenience run kind of guy, so I like to have the convenience of having my stuff all in one place. Uh, and same reason I don't have Origin Store installed anymore. And, and I've actually talked to uh, a, a bunch of people because this was uh, this was something that hap happened this week. And um, you know, in my free time, uh, I talk to people on uh, on Twitch, you know, you know, in various different channels about you know events. Uh, and the the idea most people have is that it's going to be good for business. It's going to be good for uh, for Steam to have some kind of competition. Uh, and ultimately, I said, that's not going to help us. As gamers, that's not going to help us. Here's your Epic Store. Right. And it's just a bunch of tiles. Right. Literally a bunch of tiles. And if you go to the PC version of this, it is the same thing with not like this is me trying to find a game. There is no search feature. You can't even search this store. Well, so the the idea that having uh, any type of competition with these stores is not going to help us as consumers. It's not going to help us as gamers. Uh, it's going to make it so that we have to look at, you know, six or seven different places to find the right game that we want. Um, sure. it has. It's been a problem. It's always been a problem. If you think about, like, Blizzard games are only available on Battle.net um, and, you know, you know, Origin's been a thing for a while, but there's been some games that have dual released. Uh, there are uh, the the idea that I'm rebelling against at the moment isn't the store itself; it's the exclusive to a store. So in the in the uh, in the idea of uh, of Metro. That's going to be a timed exclusive to the Epic Store for one year. You're going to have for own, which game for uh, for Metro. That's right. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be on the Epic Store only, unless you you know are one of the people who pre-order things on Steam. 
It's only going to be available on the Epic Store for one full year, and then it'll be available on Steam. So it's kind of doing like the PS4 exclusive release type of thing, where you yeah. can you can get the game for other platforms later on. Uh, and I think that that itself is a bad move because you're basically reducing the amount of people who have access to this game. Uh, if people who are uh, who are strong feel strongly enough not to actually download another launcher to be able to pick this game up, or for whatever reason don't like the Epic Store or whatever. Um, they're they're going to be completely you know SOL you know if they're waiting for it for uh, a year for it to come on Steam. I don't think that that is a big problem. If I if I wanted to buy a game at full price on release day, I would buy it from whatever store it's got. The other thing about Metro is that as soon as they moved it off of Steam and moved it onto the Epic Store, they reduced the price by ten dollars. Yeah. That's and shitty. So all those people who pre-ordered it on uh, on Steam, sure they'll have access to it on Steam, but they would have paid ten dollars more than if they had you know got it from the Epic Launcher. Uh, which there's a there's a, a pro and a con. The pro is the fact that sure it's ten dollars cheaper now. You can pick it up for less than what you would have gotten on Steam, and that is being speculated as uh, the exclusivity contract for you know for this game included the ability to reduce the price of the game uh to kind of show the cut difference between steam and epic store because it's 12 12 or something like that for epic store and it's 30 percent for steam so they're just basically passing on the savings to the consumer which is kind of a it's it's a marketing tactic you you know that that's you know that's what they're doing to try to get people to use the service, use the, you know, use the Epic store. And they're kind of saying, yeah, we can offer games cheaper because we take a lot, you know, we take a smaller cut. Yeah. You know, the, I'm honestly rebelling a little bit. I'm going to get Metro, especially if I get a tax refund. But when I get Metro, I'm probably going to get it on my console. I'm that upset with this whole thing. Yeah. So having the, the multiple launchers, I, I remember a day, and I'm pretty sure you guys probably do too, um, where there was a bunch of different instant messengers. You know, you had friends on like, you know, I, I don't know if you guys had friends on AOL, but I did. AOL, I had so Yahoo. many different messengers, I consolidated it to trillion. See, that's the right. point I was making. So you have, uh, you have ICQ, you have tri- uh, you have AOL, you have uh, you know MSN, fucking all Yahoo. kinds of instant mes- yeah Yahoo me- Instant Messenger. All of that was combined into a trillion service, which allowed them to access all the friends list from all the, you know all the different services, and you could send a message through this one app that allowed it to access all of these other services. Um, I've heard that there is you know it's either out. Or it's in the works, uh, you know, a trillion style service that allows you to access your libraries from each one of these uh, each one of these launchers. Use the app, click on the the game that you want to play, and it'll launch the proper launcher and allow you to access the friends lists from all of these different places. You know, I don't usually just straight up talk about an article while we're doing this, right? Mm-hmm. But there's an article that PC Gamer did that basically the title of the article is "What Epic Store is Missing Right Now," 
which perfectly sums up what we're talking about. I'll just run through this without actually diving into all the initial features, because if you're a PC gamer, you understand this all together. Things that are must-have features, cloud saving, news feeds, troubleshooting, partying up, right? Yeah. Stuff that would be nice, actual user reviews, account sharing. I love account sharing. Version rollbacks, mod hosting, store and library sorting, drive management, and TV streaming. Yeah. Right? Those are, and then the things that are just kind of like features, screenshotting, live streaming, and video recording, profiles and groups, badges, and a marketplace are all things that this person says don't make it or break it. And I actually 100% agree with this article. If those features were with Epic and they hadn't pulled such a shitty move with ex exclusivity, I'd probably be okay with either. You know what I mean? Right. But the exclusivity to a platform in that way um, seems silly. I like Steam sales, right? Like, that is a big bump for you're like, oh, I didn't get into that last year. I'm going to get it on the Steam sale. We're about to hit the Lunar sale soon. The the, the New Year's the the Chinese New Year sale. Right. Yeah. And that should be happening any minute at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually thinking about, I think it's this I was, weekend. Like I'm, I've got a couple things on the list I might pick up, but yeah, yeah like I'm probably going to pick it up on Steam. Right. Well, the Steam sales is what, you know, most people are kind of, they use Steam for the Steam sales. You get a, a big library and that's what people are kind of rebelling they, against is they got fucking like thousands of dollars worth of games that are stuck on this one library uh and they now if they want to buy new, you know new games or see all these things they have to look at all the other different launchers to find out you know where they could buy it i get that i understand that, that that's kind of an inconvenience that's uh um, well it's just give you this is not part of that lunar sale but you can get soul caliber right now for 35.99 and super hot for 12.49 as well as vermintide for 11.99 and yeah. this well, they do they do run sales, but I every mean, freaking week. And I don't I don't know what the the um, accounting is or the bottom lines are. Uh, I I figure that you know the Steam sales may be good for you know numbers for you know purchasing games, but it's probably not good for the developers because they're getting less of a cut. But they also end up selling more copies. Yeah, it's a it's a game of scale at that point. And considering Steam is kind of the 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 giant in the room, there's like 90 million Steam users. Right. And if you end up getting, you know, if just throwing some numbers out, if you spend you know, if you're only selling like 50,000 copies of something, you know, you know in a week, you're a smaller developer, you're selling 50,000 copies of something that's, you know, for a game that's $20. They give a fifty percent off discount for a game, and a hundred people, you know, a hundred thousand people pick it up. You're making about the same amount of money. I would say there know. are problems with Steam. The, the the curation of Steam is why we do shows like this show, right? Um, yeah. But that thing aside, right? Like there are definite problems with Steam, but Steam works really fucking well. The problem I have with Steam right now, and it happened a couple years ago when they started the fucking green light bullshit and allowing. You know, the fucking RPG maker games and shit like that. The, you know, it's good for indie. I get it. And so there are some decent, you know, one person, two person crew development games that are out yep. there. Um, but the vast majority of the shit that you see on Steam is trash. It's just fucking trash. It is not, not good games. Like House Party? 
Yeah, just like fucking, you know, there's a bunch of fucking games out there just basically fucking like virtual strip club that's on there right now for VR. You know, it's just weird, right? So they they allow a bunch of these fucking like trash games on their fucking, you know, their uh, their platform, and I can't imagine they sell any well, but you know, sell very well. But they um they're basically fucking you know clogging the arteries. You know, you're trying to find a good game, but you have to uh, dig through a fucking bargain bin full of bullshit trying to find it. Uh, Yep. You know, and the the games that, you know, that sell really well are the ones that fucking rise to the top of the bin, you know, the ones that are on the bestsellers list, and those are the ones that get featured, you know. You know, if I'm looking for a damn good, decent indie game, it is like... It's like going to Walmart and trying to find the one good movie in the fucking bargain bin. Right? It's it really is. I mean, you have to you have to sort through all the bullshit just trying to find the one fucking movie that you're looking for. That's true. There there is quite a bit of truth to that. You know, so I uh, the 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 Epic Store thing, I'm sure that it's going to you know the store will improve. Is what I'm trying to say. Is you know there's going to be a, additional iterations. They're going to improve. They're going to add some stuff. It's fairly new. I mean, considering the store opened what at the you know late last year, beginning of this year, right? They only started kind of gaining steam and you know and starting to challenge steam. Uh, and this is the the Metro Pole is you know Epic Store declaring war. You know, really, it's kind of well. And there's going to be times that I have to actually use it because I want to play Hades once it finishes. Yeah, and I want to fi- play that new Rebel Galaxy game, and those are both exclusive to that store. And I'm and I'm going to probably uh, I'm going to have Origin and Epic, you know, all downloaded on my thing. Am I going to be happy about searching for these fucking games? Not really, but whatever. It it's the way it's going to be, unfortunately. And, and I just hope. My hope is that there's a there is a uh, a way, a third party app, if possible, to at least access the libraries and you know and friends lists of all these places. That's all I want. If I have to search through the fucking stores individually to find the games, fine. But if I want to talk to people or party up or do anything with these fucking things, I want it all kind of combined. That's my thing. So that is a thing. I mean. Origin is one of those fucking. Uh, Origin is one of those those stores right now. Big thing right now. Oh my god. Fucking EA. I I I hate this company so much. I hate it so so much. So All right. so so let's get past this. No, no, I'm 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 working on my fucking segue. Give me a fucking break. The uh the thing with EA is uh, Anthem. Anthem is a big fucking thing that's happening right. Now, actually, I was uh, having a release very similar to other games that you hate. Yeah. So, um, so the thing is, there's a couple things that I want to go over about with EA uh, and Anthem. Uh, EA is doing the 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 Battlefield release schedule, uh, which means that if you have the EA Premier Access or whatever the fuck it is, uh, their subscription service for their fucking games, you'll be able to play uh, the Anthem game. Uh, a week early, only if you have the premium access. If right. you have the basic access, which is like I don't know five dollars cheaper or whatever the fuck. Well, actually, they've got a sale going on right now, so you can pick it up for ninety nine cents for the first month or whatever. I don't know. I wouldn't buy into it, 
but that but that's just me personally. Um, if you do end up buying into it, though, you uh, if you have the basic access, uh, you will get a ten hour preview. You can play the game for ten hours, you know, before the release date, and not carry anything over. Well, I I think that it does. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but the people who are basically playing the game, the game will be freaking done one week ahead of time and people will be playing it one week ahead of time and EA is banking on people buying their premium service so that they can have early access to the game and it's the same damn thing that they did with pre-orders and you know and special uh, uh, special editions of Battlefield it's insane this is this is definitely EA ringing the whales for all of the fucking you know all the pennies that they can get out of them, uh, and yeah. uh, I was watching some uh, some information about this uh, on on YouTube, and uh, three different channels said the same damn thing. If you buy premium, if you buy EA Access Premium, you are self-identifying as a whale. You are self-identifying. You're telling EA, "I've got money to spend," and they're going to market to you. And as and if you do that. You you are going to sure you're going to get access to the game of a, a, a week early, but I'm guarantee you your fucking inbox will be flooded with by these microtransactions. You can get think, ahead, you know, you can get ahead. I, I think, and we talked about this on Game of the Year. I think we need to be at a place. I think that people need to just revolt a little bit and and stop pre-ordering altogether. Right? Wait a few weeks to, after things come out until the dust settles and people have talked about it and people have played something and they've ironed out some of these kinks. And tell these people that we just want finished games. We want you to stop trying to hit deadlines. And we want you to stop trying to get us to pre-order, pre-order, pre-order to do. And I understand why we do it, right? We're in a capitalistic society and we're looking to see what kind of return on investment. They're looking for what kind of return on investment they're going to get, which is why they do that, right? Mm. But on the flip side of it, it's causing things to come out based on a finance schedule instead of on a when it's done schedule. Right. And so, the old school of games getting done is not happening as much as it used to. So my other point, except for smaller developers, and, and I would add to that, in in add instead of uh, just pre-orders, I would also add subscription services to that too. So you, you know the premier access or the EA access that you get for Xbox or whatever the hell it is, yeah, uh, well, is a subscription service to basically EA's games, uh, and. Uh, that means that they can they have a steady mon- uh, mo- monetary flow, just like if you were subscribing to an MMO. Uh, they can count on your you know monthly re- you know monthly fee coming in, right? Uh, and even if you only play one game, if you play one game for six months, you're uh, you've paid for that game twice over in the, the subscription. But, but there's a flip so, side to that, though. So on the topic, I just want to say because I was. Check and see if the sale had started. If nobody's picked up Ruiner yet, go pick it up on Steam. It's eight bucks. It's worth it. You can pick <laughs> up Ruiner on Xbox Game Pass as well. Yeah. Well, that's true, but see, no. But I'm just saying, like, there's that's the one subscription, and I'm I'm not a fanboy, aside from the fact that they've done so well with it, with stuff that I like to play, mm-hmm. uh, with the curation that's on there. It's it's about. And since I've had it since July, so we're talking six months of this, I have played about 15 games. And I'm not the type of person that normally pick up Crackdown, but at the price of the subscription. Right. 
that's going to be coming out, right? Stuff like that. And there wasn't a lot of stuff in there that made it into Game of the Year, but there was a lot of entertainment that and, happened. And that's and, and that's, that's a subscription service. If the, if EA was like, you do this, and all of our games are now open to you for paying ten dollars a month, and they were releasing a shitload of games that were good, that might be okay. Well, yeah. the problem with you know with EA Access and EA it Access doesn't is... do anything for you, but lets you do things early. Right. Well, it does give you some games. It does give you some games. I will give it that. You know, if you if you have the premier access, and I looked this up before I came over. It's uh, it's ninety nine dollars a year or fifteen dollars a month. I think it is. Um, Fuck. So if you if you buy into the yearly subscription, you're paying a hundred dollars. Most of their games that are you know that are new release games are coming out for you know premier people. So, for instance, Anthem is going to be a Premier Access, you know, game. You know, Battlefields have come out for Premier Access and, you know, and so on. And they've got a fair decent amount of, uh, of Premier Access games that you can have access to if you have this subscription service. Right. But the problem is, is that they're all EA games. There isn't yeah. really anything outside I mean, of EA games. Uh, and Anthem similar... is literally the only EA game that I'm thinking about playing this year. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's so there isn't a lot of diversity with you know with that. Whereas you can get some diversity with uh, you know with the uh, Microsoft you know the uh, the access the Game Pass Game Pass yeah that yeah it's anything yeah. that's native with their studios and they just picked up more studios right plus a shitload of there's a lot of Devolver games on there right so there's there's more diversity there because they have different you know they have a uh, they have a different collection of games right. that they can throw out there, like, and they cycle them. For example, if you haven't played the optimized, the truly like 4K optimized version of Tomb Raider, yeah, the definitive edition is now on Game Pass. Mm. See, I mean, so if you want to play it at a higher frame rate with more beautiful graphics, there you go. It's uh, so subscription services are kind of a double-edged sword. So you have to look at what you're going to be getting with your subscription. Um, you know, instead of uh, buying, you know, EA Access Premier, uh, I would say, wait, there's no right. reason for you to get stupid hyped about something for right. uh, or Ooh. spend a bunch of money just to be Ooh. able to play a game Ooh. a week early. In fact, Dude, I'll probably wait two or three weeks know, afterwards. I didn't know, notice this. I can now play Hellblade. Yeah, Hellblade's on there now. Yeah. It's on there now. Yeah. Oh, enjoy that. Make sure that, you could do that in a couple of days. Put it some headphones on. Yeah, make sure that you're wearing well, headphones. Yeah. Especially around the kids. Pub, <laughs> PUBG's actually on there right now. I may give that a roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, there, I mean, thing is, Anthem is, I went from last week, we did the recording, and I said that Anthem was, you know, one of my most anticipated for the year. Uh, and then that weekend was the uh, all the people who had pre-ordered the game had access to you know the uh, uh, to a you know a public demo. Right. They call it a demo. It really was kind of a beta, but you know those those words are starting to intermingle now, and it's it's there there isn't a whole lot of like straight trains of thought when it comes to demo versus beta. That's true. Um, the, the, the problems that they ran into was, you know, anybody who had, you know, had pre-ordered this, they already dropped money on this game and they were just, 
getting a you know sneak peek a, a a weekend where they can actually kind of see where the game is at. Sure, it was uh, a six week build or whatever the hell it was, but uh, one of the problems that they ran into is they could people couldn't get in, they couldn't log into the fucking game, just couldn't do it. Uh, and then there was a number of graphical glitches where people were falling through the, uh, the world and. Uh, I guess facial animations were not rendering properly on PC. Uh, and uh, there is some issues with the uh, controls. If you play keyboard and mouse, you're going to hate your life. Yeah. From what I understand, you know, the controls for keyboard and mouse suck so much that people are, you know, actively hooking up controllers to their PC just to be able to play this game. Um, the You know, so the controls are very optimized for, you know, for a controller, but not so much for the PC, which is kind of sad. Uh, considering the type of game it is, uh, and considering that Destiny is essentially the same style of game, but works perfectly fine with keyboard and mouse. Right. Um, well, and to their credit, um, Bioware was fairly uh, fairly honest about this the next day. I mean, um, their uh, uh, their uh, head of live service actually. Uh, took to the website and actually explained some of the issues and and what the causes were, what they at least believe were the causes, right. um, and, and dispelled some things. Uh, one of the things he dispelled was server capacity. It's not that they didn't have enough. It's that they planned to release server capacity as player base grew you know and that's fine that's 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 trying to scale that which is what they should be doing you don't want just buy a thousand servers buy a thousand servers and go right right you know mmos figured that out really early exactly um (laughs) um they said there were three basic primary issues one platform connections where um where players couldn't actually couldn't connect at all right uh, they did admit that was due to a spike in players opening up the game. Um, but they also said those issues didn't present themselves in testing. And, of course, they didn't. No matter how big your QA team is. Right. You, it's not you, going to. You are not going to stress everything enough to prepare for a live launch and there not be some sort of platform connection issue. And they were numbering right. the amount of people who were had access to this game plus all of the, you know, like the friends and family codes yeah. that they got uh, in the tens and, of thousands. And to their credit. They did keep applying fixes all throughout the weekend. And they did. Mm. So this week is the open. The open. Uh, the yeah, open this weekend demo. is the open demo. And, and I even stutter over the fact that I call it a demo. Um, because <laughs> really, it the, it's feels more like a beta anyway. Right. Um, the uh, They did push a patch right before the, uh, the game opened up, which... Uh, they didn't have any official updates on, you know, like patch notes, but uh, they did say that the infinite loading screens were uh, were supposedly fixed. Uh, and I hadn't heard anything negative about the loading screens since it started right. at the beginning of today. Uh, and right. and you know, to, they did some other things, too. To that effect, the infinite loads, they actually said, only occur were occurring for some players. They actually thought they'd fixed it. So apparently it was a load issue going from Tarsus to an expedition. 
which they thought they fixed in internal testing, but again, load stress. You, you can't adequately test that enough. Well, you you can um, simulate, but you can't you can't do you can't really prepare for you can't I prepare mean, for uh, thousands of different systems connecting from all over the world or even millions, right? Yeah, you know, um, at any particular moment. And then the third primary issue was entitlements. Um, so uh, apparently there was a bug where VIP players with a specific combination of entitlements were being blocked from access to the demo. Right. Um, Part of the pre-access, you know, uh, the the pre-order yeah. access stuff and the uh, the entitlements that they have was, uh, I think it was the Premiere. Um yeah. The uh, yeah, the e-access premier is what mm -hmm. they were having problems with. So those people didn't initially have access, and then they fixed that real quick. Yeah. So I mean, to their credit, they actually they actually got out on this and got public with it, and were fairly honest. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, and and that's you know. and that's okay. I can see that they can you know that somebody at Bioware was saying okay our initial showing isn't the greatest and it continued. There was some problems throughout, you know, throughout the whole weekend uh, right. and it continued. And they did say, you know, unfortunately there's no way we're going to be able to solve all of these problems over the weekend. That's right. Just not going to happen. So we're going to compensate you in a way that we can stickers. Yep. Well, vinyls, uh, additional vinyls. Yeah. So the vinyl, they gave out two vinyls. Um, one, one vinyl was supposed to have been, you know, just so that you you had something for playing the early access, uh, and then the second vinyl they put out was as a we're sorry that this was kind of a fucked up situation. Here you go, have a second vinyl. Yeah, and, I, we were Matt was posting in our private group about just waiting and waiting and waiting uh, yeah. and waiting. So th that was what destroyed a lot of people. Like people were uh, people were trying right. to steam it or stream it, um, and. Um, but I also they think sat there for hours. Waiting. I also think we need to take some of this into context. So this is the first game that Bioware is truly making with a multiplayer focus, right? Non-story focus apparently and, so far. And right. So at what at they this point, at, they're throwing out the window. I mean, you think it back back to Mass Effect Three, uh -huh. Mass Effect Andromeda. It. It's not like they didn't have their share of connection <laughs> issues and shit. But it wasn't like that. built around a connection. Right. I get that. I'm not I'm not trying to completely justify it. I'm just saying you're you're looking at a company that hasn't necessarily focused on massive multiplayer you're games. You're also looking like this. at a different company than it was five, six, seven years ago. Exactly. Yeah. The So I'm not giving them a pass until I've seen this tried and true after I see more what the game is. I'm actually in the same boat, but I'm broadening it for every developer. I'm not giving any developer a pass anymore. If I've learned anything from Bethesda and Fallout 76, you know these these companies don't deserve a pass if they fuck up. They just right. can't. So speaking of fucking up, I want to move on to something else that I experienced a couple days ago. So I know I've been talking up Game Pass a lot. Uh, did either of you guys send on to Xbox Live on the 30th? No, <laughs> I haven't turned my... mostly because I saw your post. <laughs> I haven't turned so my I, Xbox. I couldn't on figure months. out how to share the Twitter thing with without. I I was being uh, cell phone stupid, 
But anyways, I tagged both of you in a private post to just both of you about the tweet that had went out from Xbox Report. On Wednesday, a large amount of users could not even turn the fucking thing on. So you would turn on your Xbox and it'd immediately be greeted with a black screen that said that you needed an update. Or you'd be playing a game and it would immediately divert, the game would crash and it'd go back to you needing an update. It was a black screen. And then some people couldn't turn it on at all. Now, a mutual person we all know, Matt, not the Matt we know, but the uh-huh. Matt from where I work, uh-huh. um, was telling me, he's like, yeah, I was trying to sign into, I was trying to play some more Anthem, and I ran into this thing, and I thought something was wrong, so I factory reset the whole fucking thing and re-downloaded all the millions of patches trying to do it, and then immediately did it again. Oh, man. So for most of Wednesday, a large portion of Xbox users were experiencing a black screen and not even able to play games. Wow. Um, there was on the official tweet that went out at 12.08 noon on the 30th, there were 5,700 retweets on the same thing. And 24,000 people, I guess, liked it, I guess, well, noticing that Xbox was paying attention. Right. But to give you guys what it looks like, there's a picture of this. Uh, this is what everybody was getting. Update needed, update now. And it would cycle through this over and over and over again. <laughs> that would be maddening. <laughs> That'd be maddening. Sit down at your Xbox. Thank God I was playing. I was playing. I was playing Odyssey on my PS4, so I never saw saw this for the most part. I was like, "Well, I'm just going back to Odyssey. I guess I'm not playing Ashen today." And then I ended up playing Odyssey the entire week for the most part. Well, well, well. I haven't turned my Xbox on actually in months, lots of months actually. for, For right now, until maybe I get tax refund. Um, I'm probably doing most of my 4K experience on my Xbox for a while. Oh well, I'm, uh, I'm I'm just gonna stick with my PC because you know I'm a PC master race, you know, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you know, I I've only play uh, turn on my consoles to play games that are exclusive to the fucking consoles, like you know, God of War, exclusive to the console, you know, and uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, you know, PlayStation Four, so. Uh, I, I it's where I'm at right now, and if I play anything, it's probably going to be a PC game, you know. Right. And there hasn't been anything Xbox exclusive that I've really like chomping at the bit to get to, you know. So if I play Anthem, it's going to be on PC. If it's uh, if there's any other release that you know that requires me to boot up my Xbox, then you know I guess I'm looking forward to an update. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but they did get it fixed. They were able to get you know people on relatively quickly on the Xbox. Uh, is that yeah. is that what is that the moral of the story here? They fix it. Yeah, it, it was fixed the next day. Okay, but they're but not an they're not immune, day. they're not immune to criticism either. Yeah, but it took them an entire day. So people who had, and that was a weekend day, right? No, it was the thirtieth was a Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, remember you're sleep deprived, so you don't know what days it is. I don't know what. It feels like. Nine o'clock in the morning for me. So that's just a thing. <laughs> um, oh man, there's there was a, there was another thing. Uh, so I, I have a, I have a question. <laughs> we happy fuse on Game Pass. That's horrible. <laughs> not worth it. Uh, not even worth the uh, the time downloading it. Uh, all right. So my question for you guys. Um, how much is too much for a microtransaction? 
for what for say you're playing a game um you know you're you're playing a game that you have uh picked up on the first or second week you're the absolute worst person to be talking about this uh, no i'm i'm asking you a question i'm not really making a comment myself about what am i what am i buying what is uh so say uh, a character skin 50 cents yeah so um and uh, a, like a weapon skin probably wouldn't do it um uh a map a map a for map. what like uh like, like a, a multi- multiplayer uh, map like a multiplayer I probably spent about five dollars on five dollars okay yeah um uh, how about a a collection where it is uh a cosmetic for their character a cosmetic for your weapon and a map see I'd it, here's say maybe seven bucks have to be a it'd have to be a multiplayer thing for other people to see it so like to give example, uh, Odyssey has shitloads of extra micro transactions for things that I choose to be zero part of, um, because it, I'm not paying for weapons or XP boost or any of that shit. On a multiplayer game, I'll give you an example. Like on Gears of War, I bought a few a few skins, right? And my limit that I gave myself was five dollars, and there was a sale, so I bought like ten skins. So five dollars is about the maximum, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so I didn't have as hard a trouble with Warframe because I was fairly addicted for a little bit, and I spent I think thirty dollars, but I felt like I was buying a portion of the game, so I was okay with the thirty dollars. But the difference like, between Warframe and Mike's for example is that you've picked up a game that you have spent right. sixty bucks on, whereas right, yeah. Warframe is a free to play. Right, right. So on a on a game that I bought and it is multiplayer, and we're let's just say, yeah, five dollars if if that. But, let me let me put if it this way. I really way. like the game. I might so, get more money. So with uh, with for example, let's say Mass Effect Three or Mass Effect Andromeda, Spectre packs were five bucks. Yeah, loot box loot boxes. Will you? Uh, that um, was that was my first foray into that, and then I quickly realized right. what was happening. Yeah, um, and like, then I was oh, like, I spent twenty dollars doing that. I right. felt like for five bucks for what Spectre packs gave you wasn't enough. Huh? Well, it was you weren't getting enough for what you I made. wasn't getting enough for it. You could have given me three Specter packs for five bucks. I would have almost felt like it was justified. Almost. But you still. But that was really in the slot machine. That was laundry. my first yeah. experience into that. And then I learned quickly I was spending too much. I looked at my bank account afterward. I was like, I spent 20 bucks on. I spent digital. 30. I spent 30. And no, there was a reason why I, I stopped myself from buying. Or you know, actually playing Mass Effect 3's multiplayer's because well, it was I, I I could buy these Specter packs well, and, and get everything I wanted. There's one specific reason why. I mean, uh, for for example, weapons and ammo, it those were things you you could earn through play anyway. Uh, the main reason to get Specter packs was the guarantee for certain rares, certain rare characters. Right, but you could still right. play the game and buy the specter packs, but it took you about five to six hours of grinding to get a couple. To get a couple, so the the I know me and Trent the got main really thing into it for, for a while. We're just grinding to get extra stuff. Yeah, the main thing, I mean, the main reason really why fun. Rusty and I even spot bought specter packs was trying to get certain. I characters. just wanted a Krogan. I, I wanted to right. program. I kind of want to play Mass Effect multiplayer. Yeah. 
Unfortunately, it's, it's there's no Rusty service. Rusty spent it. like forty five bucks worth of Spectre packs over over a few days, and I told myself I'm I'm um, addicted to microtransactions. I've been, to, I mean, yeah, to get a Krogan. Now, to to his credit, once he got the Krogan, I stopped buying. He stopped. Yeah, I didn't need it anymore. <laughs> I, had, I, I had my beast, but but he spent forty five dollars on random rolls trying to get a character. That's where I said, you know, getting like three at once probably justifiable well those are but, those are loot boxes and the the whole random nature of loot boxes has been bashed and talked about for an entire year now right. so it, um it it don't it only took a certain game to do it so so sure i am a whale when it comes to warframe because i spent way too much on warframe um oh boy did you but the the basis behind my uh, my examples here is the uh there was a quote unquote leak of the anthem store uh for uh for skins uh and they have you know, like materials and stuff for the, you know so the cosmetics essentially and sure they've been on record saying we're only going to sell cosmetics right i think it's a cop out now and i'm looking at this and i'm i'm like okay me as a fucking Warframe player saying, you know, saying this, having spent almost $700 myself on fucking microtransactions for Warframe, I'm saying that, you know, that buying only fucking, you know, cosmetics now is a cop-out and that's not okay anymore. The reason I say this is that the, the screenshot that they showed that was leaked to uh, Reddit or whatever gave a $20,000 or 20000 uh credits uh, amount or whatever. It was basically like a shard amount and there were, or it was a 2000, whatever. But basically it came down to a shard was a penny. So a hundred shards was a dollar and 2000 shards was $20. Uh, and that's, that's what it came down to. It was, you know, thrown out there and they were saying these numbers aren't final, yada, 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 things like that is, you know, is what they came back against the backlash. But still, the idea of this being a $20 item at one point was on the table because they made a screenshot of it actually there. Right. So $20 for a skin. Is that not only a no, but a hell no? Yes. That's a holy shit, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> the idea that it was even on the table at any one point is preposterous who would buy a $20 skin for a for a for a javelin not all javelins just one kind of javelin i mean i i, I go back into cost for fun kind of stuff right so the subnautica's new expansion is $20 right and you get how many hours out of that you know tons and it's not even done yet. So yeah, there's there's a bunch there. Twenty dollars for an entire game, or twenty dollars for a skin for a game you've already purchased for sixty. It's a little much. And, even, and I, I will and buy I'm, like battle. So like that, I start thinking of the DLC that I do like. Mm -hmm. The expansion for BattleTech I really currently like. I think I spent on sale fifteen bucks, and they're gonna do two more, right? Like I considered doing the. A whole thing, right? But I was just like, I really like this game. I will pay full price for all of it. But these are expansions for fifteen dollars. Expansions, a, yeah. Additional gameplay, more story. About another, another thirty hours for fifteen bucks, right? 
Um, and whereas, the infinite loop of awesomeness that is Battletech. And, and, and I know that Anthem is big on the fucking list right now for being that, you know, this is the $20 fucking skin or whatever. You know, it's it's out there and people are talking about it. But, I mean, you have to look back at, you know, you know Destiny 1. And, in, you know, in some cases, Destiny 2. You are paying $5 for a dance, for an emote. But now they're not, Bungie has separated themselves, so maybe we'll get away from some of that. Think about it. You might, but you might not because of the way that uh, the way that they were initially selling the game was they were adding content based well, off prior of whatever to, the story was. Prior to Destiny, they were a, a company that never did shit like that ever. Right. And we don't know what's going to happen with Destiny as we go forward, but we definitely know that EA's marketing team – and their whole thought process is to string uh, to get as much money out of the players that buy their games as they possibly can by adding these microtransactions to the game. I would say Ubisoft is especially bad about this with a thousand. Well, they're recently. not. All, all of these games are looking at you know at uh, gamers as payers instead of players. These are the people who are paying for additional shit in a game who are more than happy to spend two or three times more than the game is actually worth in microtransactions any you know dollaring anywhere between one to five dollars and now they're thinking about going higher than that it's a troubling trend microtransactions are definitely definitely getting out of hand uh, and it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon so the only way that People are going to be able to affect any kind of change is to A, not pre-order. What happened to the days when cosmetic shit was unlocked only through achievements? Fucking fist bump. That was my uh, that was my thing. When people uh, I talk a lot on, you know, on Twitch because that's I've got plenty of time to do that in in my free time. Right. Uh, So. I talked to people on Twitch. This was the thing that they came up with. And I said, hey, remember the day where you could just, you know, play the game and get skins? Hey, you completed the game story. Here's an extra skin. You know, you you were able to beat this boss solo. Here's a cosmetic. Boom. You, you, you've got something that you can wear as a badge of honor. So for there's a couple doing. of games that do that now. Um, Spider-Man. Right, Spider Man. You That's complete an easy the game. One. You complete the game. You get the uh, uh, you get the Spider Man suit from the movie. And in ever in, in uh, ever space right now, currently one of the loot drops that it is is different um, decals or like ways to customize your ship. Right. You know, and and, that was and you the thing. get that literally by playing the game in both accounts. And Spider Man was uh, was somebody's rebuttal. Well, that's still a thing. Think, look at Spider Man. I'm like, okay, but that's one fucking game. We're not looking industry-wide here. We're looking at an individual game that did something actually fucking cool. Give a cosmetic for completing the game. Right. Congratulations. And yeah. I'm, just, I'm just worried. People have to, you know, have to vote with their dollars, and they're only going to, you know, these companies are only going to see it if there is an outrage. So, yeah. you know, don't buy these things. I mean, that's yep. the, that, it comes down to that. Sure, it's only cosmetic, but you can play the game without it. Yep. The problem is there's plenty of teenagers out there that will talk their parents into buying this shit, and that's where the real market is. And I didn't spend money on Warframe um, Im- immediately after starting playing the game. 
Well, at I, least you never, I waited a, you, about a month At least or two. you never got that shit in Dark Souls to bring that right. back around because oh. we're two episodes Dark Souls. without Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, so, last little bit of news. Uh, so, it was announced last week that the head writer of Cyberpunk 2077 is leaving CD Projekt Red for a new gig at Blizzard. Yeah. So after being there for 12 and a half years, heard about, uh, heard about this online too. Uh, so the, um, the, the people that are, they're worried. I don't think they're, they, they have a whole lot of ground to be worried. So they're worried that the, the person, the, the lead writer leaving Steven stipends. Yeah. If, if he's leaving to go to blizzard and cyberpunk's not out yet, they're looking at what kind of changes is that going to make to cyberpunk. Um, and my argument and a lot of other people's arguments online is by this time they're working on technicals. Yeah. But by this time, cyberpunk 2077 has been in development long enough that by this point, all the writing and storyboarding should be done yeah. aside from, you know, little edits here and there as they finish the technicals, you know, to match scenes, whatever. The, the it, overarching story is done. You, you've got, yeah. you know, it, he's written, he's already written the book, and they're just going to reference that. Uh, if they need to make changes to scenes, they'll just reference the characters, how they would react, you know, based off of the base material. Yeah. At that point, a, a, you know, because he was the lead writer, anybody that worked with him would already understand his vision. So exactly. Him leaving and to go to Blizzard keep is in ultimately mind, a good thing for being Blizzard. Being at CD Project Red, there were probably two or three people behind him helping him write this stuff. Right. Well, and honestly, it's not like there was a story that broke that said he took all of his creative, um, all all of his creative contributions with him. It was simply that he changed. He changed jobs. He changed jobs. Yeah, and he may not have been doing much over the last several months. Yeah, got a lucrative offer and left. Um, but, and really, that's. Technically, I mean, really, you think about it, that's a good get for Blizzard. It is. Like, if they use it right, that is a good get for Blizzard. It's possible that they uh, could use it. At a time when Blizzard's been visually declining well, yeah. in several different ways, I think it's a smart get for them. Yeah, their writing's been hurting. So, hopefully, you know, if <laughs> my hope is that he got he got pulled in. To actually write something for Diablo, that's my hope. Or even StarCraft. Yeah, but Diablo, I'm I'm not worried about StarCraft as as far as StarCraft is concerned. It's kind of in a spot right now. Um, it's in its own little space. Yeah. Diablo needs to be the next game that comes out from Blizzard, hands down. Uh, if that doesn't happen, people will riot. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so, and we're not talking about Diablo on fucking phones here, right? Uh, but keep in mind, I mean, CD Projekt Red has several very, very talented writers. I don't, while, of course, losing somebody that good is going to hurt. I mean, this guy's been the lead on two Witcher games. He's lead on 2077. So, I mean, sure, is it going to hurt a little bit? Yeah, probably. And But in the long term, I think... They most likely have the resources that this isn't going to be a huge issue for them on future projects, etc. Yeah. I mean, I would still expect them to put out the same kind of game they've been giving us for, what, 
almost two decades. Yeah, it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not worried about uh, uh, cyberpunk at all. You know, no. at, at this point, like I said, they're still they're just working on technicals and trying to build the game from there. Uh, so I'm not worried about it. And and uh, the uh, the idea that the whole game is going to change after he leaves is is preposterous. I think that you know his his job is done. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, um, I only have one last thing before we you know okay. before we go. Uh, Metroid Prime Four. There was some talk that it might have been you know still working towards a 2019 release. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, you know, Nintendo came back you know, today and said uh, we've uh, went and wiped the whiteboard clean, and we're going with a completely different studio. Uh, so. They are tapping Retro Studios, which is the uh, the, the, developers, the developers for the original Metroid Prime series, uh, and they've basically rebooted their development cycle. So they're starting from scratch with Retro. So you're probably looking at two more years. You're and looking when... at 20, uh, 2021 or twenty twenty two possibly for yeah. uh, uh, for that game. So the last thing I'm going to say, real quick, just because you're interested, and this may be this will be up when it's happening, lunar sale dates. For Steam is supposed to be February fourth through eleventh. Fourth through eleventh, that's Monday through Monday. Jeez. Okay. All right. I was hoping for this weekend, but eh, whatever. Uh, these these sales are are good. I'm hoping to find some uh, some decent VR sales. That's that's what that's I'm looking for. Probably what I'll look at too. Yeah. I, I'm just looking to see. I mean, Super Hot's probably going to get picked up this weekend, even if I can only play it for half an hour at a time. <laughs> All right. So with that, uh, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. And you can find some friends of the show, For the Love of Gaming. You can find Cabbage KBG. KBG. Trent hasn't released a video in a while, though. Um, you can find other friends of the show, though. CarouselPodcast.com is coming down soon, so check out any episodes or download those if you wish. BMFCast.com. NoQuarters.net, which did their game of the year two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got TVGP.TV. They did a game of the year a month and a half ago. <laughs> and so they still that, do great things. And they still do great things with that. All right. Peace.